time, guys. I can't believe can't believe Quam did this shit to us. I didn't want to hang out with these guys. Again. I did that on purpose because fuck you. I get it. Wait, me or them? <laughs> Either way, all you of you. I don't see know. On the podcast, I can't see who you were looking at. <laughs> you said that. What are you guys got, talking about? I got two hands, so one for each of you. I guess. Okay. I uh, how long do you think? How many episodes do you think it'll take before Splendor realizes we're just like making him get us drunk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just convincing you to buy us more booze. Uh, yeah, and jokes. Meaty, 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 but I got this bottle. Yeah, this is Meaty's bottle. And okay. jokes on you guys. The whole premise of our podcast. Podcast yeah. is making people hang out with us to get drunk, so yeah. it's going to work out well. Second. <laughs> Talk about a double whammy. Uh, all right, well, uh, fuck. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. We're chilling here. It's time for us to re-record an episode that I so lovingly shit on. <laughs> I, I figure we, let's rip the bandaid off right off the bat. This is uh, this is twentieth episode part B. Yeah, as uh, twenty point two V two part A was <laughs> part A was reaching just under two hours when we looked down and realized that the the um, <laughs> what's this wee shit? The, yeah, the, the royal the royal wee. Royal wee. <laughs> uh, I, I'm the no, I looked down and our our recorder had maxed out its its memory and unfortunately doesn't give an audio cue or any warnings. It just literally stopped. Same. Uh, so we thought maybe we could salvage it. Then we listened back and it stopped just after the first question. <laughs> so, uh, here we are a week later, we're flushing it down the toilet and we're back and we're back and yes. we're back. Let's so ladies it. and gentlemen, you're listening to libations for everyone. This yep. slightly gravelly, uh, slightly nasally voice is Ben Quam. uh, to the right, your left of your car or AirPods is, uh, my co-host Charles Watt. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Charles has donned a new voice for this, trying to really make everything Yeah, brand I think new. my hello from now on is just going to be stupid. <laughs> hello. Hey. Hello. Uh, well, let's, let's talk. Actually, we should probably introduce our guests, and then they can say what we're drinking as it was their choice. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, both of you. Hi, my name is Brett Splinter. I am one half of the Private Sector Podcast. With me, as always, is... Joshua Joseph. Oh, man. See that? See what we did there? Just like hot. we do it on our show. That was so hot. Yeah, thanks for having us back. Again. Thanks for coming yeah. back. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> thanks for. So we do this every week, right? This is just yeah. a weekly, <laughs> oh, yeah. a weekly Sundays. Side. Yeah, Sundays. So oh. you guys just start thinking right now about what we're drinking next week. And, hey, you know, I'd load this it up. one is all Joshua. So last week, last week, um, my dumbass brought Malort, and we were leaving and we didn't record it. I'm like, man. At least we got to drink a bottle of Malort, right? Uh, so this yeah. time, what did you grab, Josh? You, we, I don't want to say that I'm regifting, <laughs> but I got this as a gift. <laughs> it's the Rocks Tequila, and oh. I figure might as well have four guys help me kill this bottle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That warms my heart, man. I love pro wrestling, as everybody knows, and I've been wanting to try this. Wait. So fuck oh, it. this is an Alcatraz. I thought, like, Alcatraz, The Rock. The wrestler, The Rock? Uh, Welcome I, to The Rock. Welcome things, to The Rock. All things named The Rock, yeah, including was a actual rocks. Of uh, who, did you, who did you get it from? Yeah. I got it from my The Rock doesn't care who <laughs> you got it from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really terrible. You I just walked really right in that one, pal. <laughs> Your mom gave you this? My mother-in-law. Oh, your mother-in-law. Perfect. That's awesome. Way Thanks. to go, mom and Thanks, Meaties. Yes. Mother-in-law. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so are we, we, do we down this right now? I think we should. Well, I think we probably should. Are we ready to get into our shit? I don't see why not. Well, hold on a goddamn second here. I know I don't want to delay anybody talking, but you guys got to just tell us tell us what you do. Tell people about your pod. Uh, tell us about the burgers. Yeah, we got to talk uh, about the burgers. I know this is going to yeah. come out after your next pop-up. Probably this is going to come out. Uh, so uh, we're recording it Sunday. You guys dropped this on... Probably Wednesday, like this week. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, so yesterday then is when it will have happened because mm-hmm. we're doing it on Tuesday. 
yeah, so we do we do burger pop ups like super accidentally, I guess I would I would describe it. <laughs> um literally, um Josh and I have always been big into grilling, being middle aged white dudes, you know, mm-hmm. slide on the sketchers or new balances, cargo shorts out. But uh we started doing smash burgers and uh one of my quarantine purchases was a blackstone griddle. You know, I checked all the boxes of what you're supposed to do, like buy a griddle off Amazon, start a stupid podcast. So get really into one type of food, really into one obnoxiously into one type of food. So for me, it was smash burgers. And um, the first time that we did this like pop up was actually at Falling Knife. Uh, Dan had reached out. Food truck canceled it. That was me. Night. You bailed me. Yeah. I but, mean, you bailed Dan out, but yeah. it was by me because I was like, these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, actually, you reached out first and you're like kind of half joking i feel like you're like you want to come out and make a bunch of smash burgers because our food truck you, canceled. yeah you were gung-ho about it you i'm like, like yeah fuck yeah, it i'll absolutely. bring the blackstone and make burgers so i literally loaded up my my, <laughs> my blackstone went and prepped a whole bunch of the uh ground ground beef mix that we do bought bought a bunch of buns uh sent dan to costco business center for the finest sliced american cheese as you can as you do and yeah literally went out and that was even before we have it dialed in the way we do with our sauce and onions and everything but literally just went out there and i smashed burgers and we were gonna try to figure out what do you want to get paid for it and i'm like you know let's uh, i'm gonna give them away and then you guys came up with the idea falling knife rather came up with the idea of well let's do it for charity Mm -hmm. and it was right after uh, ruth bader ginsburg passed yeah so we did a voluntary Mm -hmm. donation to cancer like pancreatic cancer research yes and it was amazing because i didn't want to have to even collect the money it was totally voluntary if you want to contribute contribute it being covid times if you just want to fucking come out and eat because you're a displaced service worker let me feed you we did that and no shit people are showing their donations like do i need to show you my donation to get a burger i'm like no don't even worry about it and it's like 50 bucks a burger like you know people are donating 50 bucks you know i think the you know a couple came and gave a 100 bucks for them and i mean they're great burgers, but right. So, so I'm like, this is so cool. And then Josh and I had started a podcast, private sector podcast, um, which is available on all streaming forms. And I'm sure we probably have a fair amount of crossover listeners. It's a similar show. Sure. Um, but we decided that, well, let's do this pop-up. We'll call it private sector provisions. And we're going to do one a month and it's going to be completely on our dime. And the place that we pop up at picks the charity. So we've done it at Arbiter. We've done it over at Blackstack. Uh, we did a really cool one with Moochies where, shout out to the crew at Trattoria Moochie, Chris did a doskit bun. Dude, he's such a beast, it, man. Dude, Those things are just, so good. It was so irresponsible on all parts. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's a smash patty butter burger on a donut. And, um, yeah, the one we're doing tomorrow or yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. The, one we're doing, the one we did yesterday, which was highly successful. Uh, couldn't believe how many people came out. Yeah, we're, we're popping up at Brunson's in St. Paul. That place Payne. is the shit. It's the best. Shout out Tom and Molly down there and Steve behind the bar. And we are going to um, – it's going to be cool because it's a weekday night, which is going to allow a lot of service industry people to come out that have to work during the day on Saturday when we'd normally be doing them. And the charity's cookie cart. Mm. So it's the uh, not-for-profit right next door. And what they do is they help um, local youth – High school kids um, work there exclusively, and it's all not for profit. And they make banging cookies. So all the proceeds, so all the proceeds of donations for the burgers are going to them. And spoiler alert: they're actually bringing their. Uh, you're going to get a cookie with your burger too. So they're giving us cookies, and uh, Tom's going to keep the place open. They've been closing at nine because of COVID, so they're going to be open from nine to eleven. 
and slanging some drinks, and you could buy curds and wings from them. So I'm stoked. And it's right in Josh's house. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, right down the street from my crib. So definitely shout out to the whole crew over at Bronson's because they, I think they did a really good job of like staying afloat during during the pandemic. And they've done that because they're an amazing institution. Like Mm -hmm. their hospitality personified. They do such a good job with every aspect of that business. Tom's got like young Niver vibes to him, man. Well, when, yeah, when well, he worked with him. I know, yeah, it's, but it's like, yeah. it's eerie sometimes right. when I go into Brunson's and I'll see him like working mm-hmm. tables and whatnot. It's like looking yeah. into the past a little bit and he's just figured it out. Like yeah. you can have great food and shady hospitality and I'm not going to go back. Yep. You can have average food and great hospitality. I'll probably go back and they managed to do both. You well, know? yeah, Torrance, the, sh- the chef, they stole oh, him ridiculous. from uh, Red Cow. So like you go to this, you know, like, kind of almost divey bar from the outside looking and you can go and get you know amazing seared tuna crazy drinks they're pretty tight with the tatters all people and so they're doing like just awesome awesome cocktails two words man pulled bacon yeah like, come on oh and so, they do their wings or thighs yeah their they thighs thigh yeah. Wings. Yeah. right yeah. they got that maple soy that's just banging yep. oh it's so the good pulled uh, pull bacon Benedict on the brunch menu. Mm, yeah, no, that sounds awesome. So yeah, every month these guys, if you follow them on social media, you can track when they're going to do their next pop-ups and they also will announce when the signups occur so that you can rush in there and sign up for a free burger while doing a good deed. Yeah. You're not paying for the burger. He's still, th- these guys are still giving you a free burger, but yeah. then you can also do a good deed and, so you can feel good two ways. You're paying to even out the karmic yeah. seesaw that exists. And I do. We've all like two great things shit on our end. We definitely do want to stress too that it's like, man, if you just want to, if you just want to come and you're funk and you know you're hungry and you want to eat, cool, come get a burger. We're gonna feed you, and you know maybe we grow it into something else. But for now, it's all about free burgers and helping people out, and it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking it. love that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You guys cool. had fun at the Brunson's pop-up yesterday. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Oh, it was the time yeah. of my life. I couldn't believe how many people were there. Except yeah. for that one guy who would not stop talking. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that's an inside joke. I feel like, uh, I feel like to burgers and charity, yeah, there's not really a whole lot better to, to cheers to. So yeah. All right, uh, cheers to you guys putting good out in the world, man. Yeah, thanks for having we're us, We're doing guys. limes. Do I haven't yeah. done a lime in like a decade. Yeah, so. we doing lime first? Uh, how's it go? I don't know. I'm not doing. I lime. think it's lime after. Yeah, yeah it's lime, lime after. after. Lime after. I do okay. a lot of tequila shots. Here's the <laughs> limes after. Okay, Rock. Oh, we got su- we got stuck uh, the other day at a bar next to a group of like four 22 year olds, <laughs> and they had these. They had four clear shots on their table, and they were just staring at them. And they said something to the waitress. The waitress ran off, and they're still just staring at these at these glasses. I'm like, who orders a round of shots and then like just sits there staring at them? And then the, wait, the waitress came back, the server came back, and she had a tray of four, um, like, plastic pint glasses with, like, some sort of, like, yellowish-orange liquid in it. And I was staring at it, and they all, like, they picked them up in one in each hand, and they all took a sip of the yellow liquid, and then they took the shot, and then they took another sip. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I have to ask, like... What was that? Yeah, you're like, I'm with it, but and what the hell is they that? They were like, well, we hate the taste of tequila, so we drink pineapple juice and keep it in our mouth and then drink the shot and then finish no. it with just pineapple yeah, juice. Man. And I was like, don't Dude. fucking drink it then. What is wrong yeah, with there's you? Other things, there's, other, uh, there's other things you could buy. That's very much like the uh, like in high school, you know, you go to Auto Stop or Quick Trip or whatever and get whatever to mix with the shitty vodka that you have. It's like, whatever makes it not taste like alcohol. Like, yeah. I mean, this is blue Gatorade. Yeah. And then, and then you try to convince your friends that it was good. Like, oh, man, have you ever had diet sugar-free tab and vodka? It's fucking so <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind of my thing. Can't have a tab if you didn't order anything. Uh, well, fuck it. All right. 
Uh, As we have established between the four of us in this room that there are some fast food aficionados in here. Mm -hmm. So I want to know from each of you guys, what is a fast food item that deserves more legit love? And what is over fucking hyped and deserves our mockery and scorn? Oh, I like this. Oh, man. Okay. Let's, let, me, let me noodle on this for, for a hot second. Let here. me answer because I'm the one who doesn't really like fast food here. Yeah. But it's going to be a similar answer to our lost episode <laughs> for the one that deserves more love. And it, it's not because it doesn't get love. It's because it's obviously worthy of a lot of uh, credit that it doesn't necessarily get on like a almost like a, a culinary awards level. Sure. It's fucking Popeye's. Absolutely. Yeah. Like their chicken in general? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. we're talking about in, yeah. the, in the last episode how there was a, a restaurant in Missouri that got, pinged, that got uh, dinged for <laughs> selling right. Popeyes as their fried chicken and were, like, getting written up about it. And their manager got caught coming through the back yeah. door with bags of fucking Popeyes. But, yo, their, fucking, their fish sandwich bangs. Yeah, It's good. fucking good. Their never new one, it, they, just, they just put it out. It's okay. so good. I actually have never had any of their sandwiches. Oh, man. The and I haven't sandwich, had their... They're just, like, their straight-up chicken sandwich right. that got all the press is really good. Yeah. I yeah. believe it, for sure. I did think about it while it was hard to get, mm-hmm. but all I've ever had from Popeyes, I've had their sides and stuff, but all I ever get is the spicy chicken, just the fried chicken. The the chicken sandwich that I got, the the meat in it was thick as my thumb. Mm-hmm. And for those of you listening that haven't met me, I got big ass hands. Uh, I, I was floored at the amount, like, you know, with like a, a what is it, the McFish or whatever the fuck it is? A, a, a filet fish. Filet fish, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, like a, that's like a slurry, you know? Like, yeah. you can't really figure out if there's even any, like, flaking it. That, this, it bit like a fish and chips at an Irish pub. The, I was, at the Popeyes? At Popeyes. I was, okay. I was really, truly I like blown away. Cool. Josh, uh, on the way home, Popeyes? Hit that yeah, shit. Cool. Get it, Pop. I, I actually know what my overrated one is, for sure. Um, okay. Just anything, honestly... This is polarizing, I know, but in and out in general yeah, is man. so fucking overrated, I'm in my you. opinion. Like, it's the whole thing where it's like, oh, yeah, but have you had it animal style? And it's like... <laughs> Thousand like, Island yeah, dressing? Yeah, and guess what? Like, a secret, like, menu item that is all anybody orders kind of loses its, its yeah. polish for me, and it might sound kind of hipsterish, but, like, the yeah. thing that I just... For me, like, I, I had it the last time, you know, I was out west... I had it more out of necessity. I don't seek it out, but it's like, oh, cool. You know, I'm slightly mm-hmm. hungover, and there's an In-N-Out. And I went and got it, In-N-Out. Their fries suck. They're, like, thin but not delicious shoestring. They're, yep. like, just kind of tasteless, oversalted fries. And the burger fucking sucks. I'm sorry, but, like, Five Guys is superior in I every agree. way to In-N-Out. Will I eat it? Of course I will. That's not saying much. But, like, I don't know. I just think, in general, the whole – and maybe it's because we're Midwest, and it's the – that exclusivity of it but when it's like oh i was out in cali and got animal style I, double double like you fucking cool it's a big yeah. mac is superior in every way but to that sandwich. i don't i don't agree with the proximity thing because before shake shack came here i had a trip to la and i had in and out and then two weeks later i was on a business trip in new york yeah. and i had shake shack for the first time and every single aspect of shake shack was Kicks superior ass. Oh yeah, like you agree, right? about yeah. Much chicken, better yeah. The yeah. chicken sandwich, the 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 um, chicken shake or whatever they call it there, mm-hmm. the chicken sandwich at right. Shake Shack is fire. Absolutely, and their burgers are great, and their fries are are, are fine. But like, they did yeah. like a Korean uh, Korean yeah. fried chicken version like a couple months ago that I got that was also really great. I, I'm with you on In and Out. When I've only been there one time, and it was like seven years ago. I went with. Uh, I was in L.A. with a buddy of mine, and he gets In and Out every time he travels on his way to the airport. And he's like, you need to partake in my tradition. 
And so we went to In-N-Out together. It was the first time I ordered. I got, you know, the order that everybody gets the animal style. Yep. A double. Double, double fries, animal style. And I was like, dude, this is awful. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, why Why would you say that? I'm like, first of all, I oh, think also get, because. They get a. F- what? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm surprised. Yeah. that. So, uh, Meaty, do you like In-N-Out? No. So. this uh, There have never been four people around a table that didn't like In-N-Out. So I had, time. like, my first business trip out to L.A. at a conference. Like, everything got done crushed it event went great and i'm like it's like 11 o'clock and i didn't i didn't travel with anybody that i knew i had met up all the, all the contacts earlier that night that i was looking to connect with and i'm like i'm gonna go get in and out like i i'm here yeah let's, let's, if you haven't had it you feel so like i grab you, you know right. i grab a, a, I think a taxi or something and i'm like hey man i need you to bring me to in and out and they drove me to in and out i waited in line forever mm-hmm. and it was like on ucla's campus was this in and out and then had to, like, get back to the hotel. And, like, the whole time I'm just like, oh, man, I'm going to fuck up this burger. <laughs> double, double, animal style, strawberry shake. Because that's what everyone's like. That's what you got to get. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, that's cool. Get, get back with it. I was so underwhelmed with everything that was in the bag <laughs> that I was just like, man, this. I wasted literally an hour of my night to get this sandwich. And it was worthless. I will say there's one Lover. there's one instance in my life, and it's been repeated a couple times that that In and Out is necessary, and it's when I've burned the candle at all seven ends in Las Vegas. Yeah. There is an In and Out on the way to the airport, and every time I've been in Vegas, I've paid the cab driver to go through the drive through and get that for me. And the oversalted fries with a chocolate shake will right yeah, any ship. Kind of kind of kind of take the shakes yep, away a little yep. bit. Like yeah. it was, it's necessary simply because it's the only fast food spot that I know exactly how to get there on the way to the airport, and it's not too okay. out of the region. Uh, fair. Meaty, what's yours? So, one of the things I don't know, Brad, if we were talking about this like in the last week or something, but I love Hardee's, like uh, twisty fries, curly oh, fries. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think like they do curly fries at Hardee's. Yeah, yeah. they do. And, and Carl, they Carl's Jr. Hardee's. So is that your yeah. underrated item? That's my underrated item. Okay. Because okay. whenever we're you know whenever we're heading up north for that's hunting that's why we were fishing. talking about it because we yeah. stopped with Flyshacker. We were going yeah. up to Malax ice fishing and we stopped at Hardee's and had an amazing amazing experience. Yeah, it was. It was. It I was mean, really we ate it in the fucking car, but it was good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I would say the, the fries are probably that that underrated for me. Okay. That I think don't get enough love. Yeah, and I fucked up because I, like you, Charles, did the Hardee's has curly fries <laughs> while these guys are enjoying their curly fries, oh. and I'm eating, <laughs> I'm eating my regular fries by myself in the backseat like fucking Steven Glansberg. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you guys got here? And that, their regular fries are trash. And we hit it on the way home. We did hit it on yeah. the way home, and I got curly you got fries. There you go. You learned. I know, I know what my underrated item is. What um, is it? So I'm a big Taco Bell guy in general, but specifically for me, and I know it's popular around here, but it's the, the chili cheese burrito yeah. from Taco Bell. The reason I have a really newfound appreciation for it is up until recently, I did not know, when I say recently, the last couple of years, um, but in the grand scheme of eating Taco Bell for 25 years, that's recently, um, I didn't know it was a regional item. So the chili cheese burrito yes, is a regional yeah. item, right. but... Other franchises know about it, and I think it was, I think I was in Cali, like, in the long ago before time. I, I think I was out in L.A., and I, I'm like, oh, man, chili cheese burritos sound great. And I went into a Taco Bell, and I'm like, I'll do, you know, two chili cheese burritos. And she stopped me right there, and she goes, 
We don't have those. I'm like, oh man, you're out. You're out because Taco Bell's three ingredients. Like yeah. it's a every menu item yeah. is a permutation <laughs> of the three things. And I'm like, w- w- like I don't know. Like how do you not? And she's like, that's a regional item. We don't have it here. And I'm like, but you know about it. She goes, and like gave me the whole like, yeah, yeah. we get fucking asked all the time. Dude. <laughs> so maybe that's an indicator that you guys should have a cheese, right. cheese burrito. Or but maybe there's like a burrito on the menu that you can sub or subtract a bunch of that's things. That's what I'm. Like, that's what I'm make, saying. Make me like, a chili cheese burrito. Like, I can figure it out. I, I know. I, so anyway, I went and got a can of Hormel and then got cheesy roll-ups and sat in the parking lot and made them. But oh, yeah. You got it. That's, <laughs> that's a typical. Man, chili cheese, chili cheese burritos from Taco Bell. What's great about them, too, is if you, like, order a bunch or you drunkenly order too many, um, they'll heat up. You can nuke them. Yep. I mean, it's, they nuke them there, so it's not like it's a, it's a different preparation. You know, it's ruin just, the integrity it's of the chili? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe the wrapper will slightly stick to the tortilla, but other than that, you're in good shape. But, yeah, I think that's probably my underrated item. Cool. Fuck, now I want chili <laughs> Well, it, it's actually my part of my answer is a, a cousin to what you what you just said. I just wish more people understood how dope Zantigos was. Oh, like, yeah. bro, dude, they're, yes. they're mild and hot. It's it's just it's legit. It's great. It's what the chili cheese burrito is based on. The chilito, I the chilito yeah. from Zantigos is the shit. But I realized that my I think my actual answer for this it's it's the same answer for both things because it's at the same time completely overhyped and completely shit on. It's the McRib. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not going to get all fucking passionate about, I love that it pops up and blah. The McRib doesn't try to be anything that it's not. They never try to claim that it's any sort of like heritage pork. <laughs> they don't say it's made purely of, of white meat like they do with chicken nuggets. The McRib, like you fucking know what you're getting when you get it. <laughs> you know it's garbage. And expectations yep. are landed. And I think that the people that are like, the McRib's the greatest sandwich ever, get fucked. No, it's not. You're saying that because you like to be like controversial. Right. And the people that are like, it's absolutely the worst thing ever, and then still go to McDonald's, you're fucking wrong, man. Like if you're going to eat chicken nuggets but say that the... <laughs> Take- Fat Bottom Girls is our shot song. <laughs> Why not, man? Yeah, okay. I like it. I you like four it. Fat Would you bottom believe girls me if I said it was garbage? Because I probably haven't had a McRib since I was 10. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. fine. Like, people, it just, it I gets, would take a bite. I just think I would hate it. It gets scorned so much. But what I, what yeah. I realize, my wife thinks it's the, literally the worst thing on the planet. Why? And what I realized is, because she's grossed out by the fact that it's like mystery it's meat. It's like a savory uh, <laughs> Little Debbie snack. <laughs> But what, I, but what I realized was, I think because my not, no, I want one. It's not real yeah. food. You're selling it on, yeah. selling it on the private sector. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's okay got, if I don't like it. You got three yeses on yeah. the bus with that. Yeah, I'm saying it's okay if I don't like it, but I can see why other people like it. Yeah, that's but it's like any of the shit that we hate that we say that we don't like. Like in and out. I understand why it appeals to people, sure. but I yeah. don't understand it for mm-hmm. me. I'm like, what? It's not for me. I just I realized that like because my my school served like a generic knockoff version of McRibs when I was in like junior high. Yeah, they all tried it back yeah. then but that was that was my gateway into like yeah. pulled pork sandwiches sure that was i didn't i had never ha- my family just didn't do that and yeah. i don't remember ever having them and that was how i started like barbecue sauce that was how i started like putting, okay. putting pickles on sandwiches okay all of it came from like junior high and high school mcribs when you didn't have any other option like at my school we didn't have like a cool like oh i'm just gonna go get pizza and whatever like it was you got the thing or you mm-hmm. just didn't so I Game clearly ate all the things. Yeah. And, uh, In a similar vein, literally you could get Taco Bell chili cheese burritos at my high school. Oh, I hate so, yeah. so maybe that's like that, that's what got yep. me like there juiced in at the age. You, you went to Woodbury. Yep. You had chili yep. cheese burritos, right? God yep. damn it. You slumped up in an alley in L.A. He's <laughs> like, what can I get you? Man, I need a chili cheese burrito. You all got any I suck chili your cheese dick. burritos, man. 
So my answer, speaking of uh, foods that are made of the same <laughs> compounds as yoga mats, my answer for overrated, terrible food is uh, Subway. Subway's oh, yeah. fucking awful. Oh, awful. How did they Subway. convince people that $5 was a deal for a sandwich <laughs> that is made of no real ingredients <laughs> at all? When, I, I remember it wasn't that long ago that I was in a Subway, and the only reason I ever go into a Subway is a road trip. And it's at a gas station, and, you know, you see the blue sign, and the only thing on it is the subway, subway, subway. You know, it says it three times, so I can't yeah. not read it that way. Like, <laughs> subway, subway, subway. I'm like, all right, fuck. I have to pee. I got to get gas. I'm going to get a cold cut combo. And I read, and it's like, it's like ham, turkey, salami. And then the fine print says all turkey-based. Yep. The oh, ham okay. is fucking turkey. The ham is turkey based. Yeah, so okay. yeah, it's trash. What the fuck is the tuna made of? Because recent studies showed that it was not made of tuna. Uh-uh. I, I still remember a kid from high school. We had so if you walked out the back door of our high school, there was a uh, it was just past the baseball fields. There was a gated area of no man's land that kids were allowed to legally smoke, <laughs> and so it was right behind the subway. So everybody that was out smoking, you just dip around and get a pop or you know whatever. And there was a kid I went to school with that the only thing he got was the tuna. And every time I'd look at him, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, it's good. Tuna's good for you. Nobody likes the tuna. Listen, I will eat a tuna sub from Subway. Oh, so I, I, a lot of really? people will. Yeah, absolutely. A like, lot of people will. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I, I worked at a sub shop in high school. Which one? I worked at Cousins. Oh, Cousins oh. is good. Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, yeah Cousins. I love Cousins, actually. Up off Lake Road? Yep. Nice. Yep. And, you know, we, you know, you make a tuna thing as well. And we, we just had gigantic cans of tuna. And you, you know. X amount of amount of mayo added to this tuna, smash it up, date it. So I know that that was legit tuna. Yeah. But, you know, I can't speak for whatever is in. I believe the Subway, Subway one, I think it's called Seafood Delight even or something like that. Or is yeah, that they, different? They, than the name on the can. Or is that the fake crab one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. my oh. mother-in-law, like, that's her. So she's like, ooh, I just love the crab at uh, just, so I'm like, whoa, so you got Which, bad news yeah. for you, Roxanne. It's, that just, is it's just flour and crab juice. No. Yeah, that's. I talked to the guy at the butcher shop at my grocery store. Which there's, one, an entire, there's an entire there's entire particular of brand. Is that a brand? No, but like imitation crab. Like when you see oh, it, a lot of them the... are Pollock though. Oh, a lot of yeah. them are. A lot of them state Pollock and other fishy mm. things. Like yeah, the, dude, the, <laughs> the butcher <laughs> behind the counter was like, "Yeah, man, that's fucking crab juice and flour." It's a, okay. That's yeah, funny. Not on a subway. Oh, no, yeah, no, imi- no. no, imitation crab is actually okay. For a while, I was like, I thought I was all bougie and shit that I got so into food that I couldn't eat weird stuff anymore. And I already didn't like fast food. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't have anything to do with being above it because, you know, I'll eat Popeyes and I'll eat uh, Shake Shack, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Private but, uh, sector provisions. Pi- well, I mean, well, last night I got indigestion still from last <laughs> night when I. It's <laughs> all that butter. It's <laughs> all that butter, baby. But the, uh, the imitation crab. Actually, it tastes pretty good, you know. I I got a buddy, uh, my buddy Dewey, who will do like um, the the meal with all the various. Why can't I think of the name? Right? Hibachi. He'll do like oh. a hibachi thing in my living room. He'll bring like his electric griddle and just put it on the I, coffee wait, table, what? and we'll do hibachi in Does my living room. Did he do a volcano onion? He did not last time, but now we will. Now that I got a black snack too. <gasps> yeah. But he uses he uses imitation crab, and it's just like one of the elements that sure. he's used to it being, it being a part of the meal. It, yeah. it tastes good. It tastes, yeah. It's a it's a fucking cheese stick made of fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. You had me a cheese stick. <laughs> yeah. More, yeah. Debbie, you, more you savory little Debbie snacks. Well, shall we? No lime for me this time. I'm gonna do a lime again. I like. I mean, the, Josh, it was good. Josh went to the local Mung Market right by his place and got these limes. Yeah, dude, they always have the best limes. Limes, All jalapenos. No, the produce. Fucking, yeah. The produce at they, uh, they really through, like Super legit. Like the beginning of this pandemic was, you know, everything was sold out everywhere else. 
I'd saunter right into my local Asian market. Well, plus, you had that raging case bang. of scurvy, so yeah. we really needed to get it. <laughs> still. All that still time in your high seas. Yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Half the time I order lemons from Hy-Vee now that they deliver, and my fears are realized for many years not wanting food delivered to my house because I didn't actually get to select it. Half the time they send you a three-pound bag of lemons that look like preserved lemons. I'm like, yeah. oh. dude, they're already rotten. Couldn't It didn't happen in your car. Could you maybe pick another yeah. bag? Yeah, you get the milk that's going to expire next day. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude, for real. Yeah, send, no, it, send it with the ship to driver. Fucking. All right, what's next? What is next, indeed? We're bringing it back to camping. We are. Okay, okay. speaking of, we were just talking about bougie shit. Speaking of uh, bougie shit, name some bougie shit you bring camping. Uh, something that like survivalists would laugh at you for bringing into the wilderness. Yeah, my generator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Josh's generator. I, I, I've gotten. Uh, it's a big fuck. It, it's like a oh big God. gas generator. First of all, so real quiet. It's real quiet. I just love the idea of like, like that. You know, when you're finally getting out of the car and everybody's stretching, <laughs> and you just take a deep breath, and you're like, oh my God, like this the birds air. <laughs> and like the fish jumps. <laughs> like God, this is what I needed to get away from. <laughs> Oh fuck that! <laughs> fuck that, Ben. It's got an electric start on. Yeah, it. yeah. I'm not, I'm not some, some <laughs> What are we poor? Yeah. This is no. And no, then immediately, immediately executes a chipmunk with his nine millimeter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if it's a red squirrel, if anybody knows what's up. Red squirrels, red squirrels die on sight. Uh, <laughs> but I just, want, I did want to frame it up that when he says generator, like. Not like a small jackery solar generator uh, yeah. off grid goal zero. No, this is a this is a fucking two dudes to carry it. Mm-hmm. Gas power outdoor like, festival generator. Yeah, yeah, 100%. like yeah, like 100%. he rents it to the state fair. Like they, you know, they, <laughs> they power their midway off of it. Yeah, we we you know started like doing the whole camping thing with my wife, and you know she likes the creature comforts. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy like a an inverter for my for my truck so that I can blow up the you know, king-size air mattress, you know, 36 inches off of the ground in a, in a tent. Mm-hmm. And that's all now very much evolved into the camper, generator, uh, making sure that we have all of the, those creature comforts with us when we're out. Because we're out quite often. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Let me, I got I to think on, I mean, all the, all the obvious things, like, you know, like absolutely taking an iPad to put, you know, in the tent preloaded with a bunch of seasons of office and things like that. So those, those, are the, those are the for sure the obvious things, tons of creature. I mean, like, I bought another Blackstone. How the yep. fuck we're not sponsored by Blackstone uh, yet? I have not three yet. Blackstone griddles between mm-hmm. the ones we use for uh, private sector provisions. But I did buy a 17-inch Blackstone exclusively to take camping with. That's so gangster. And it's so dope, and I have no regrets about it because, like, We'll cook literally everything on it. We even, like, I'll put a pot on it. I'll boil water on this bitch. Like, yeah, why not? But it's great. And, I mean, we'll use it to make, like, Carrie looked up all these, like, cool, like, griddle camping recipes that are designed for, like, you actually putting, like, a cast iron on a fire like a normal camper would. But I just fire up the Blackstone on the, on the tailgate, and we make um, popcorn on the Blackstone. When we're camping. That's awesome. So what, the, what you do is you literally, it's, it's bacon popcorn, salted bacon popcorn. So you lay down like four strips of bacon on the griddle. You cook them till they're super, super, super crispy. Slide them off to the side and then take your, your pot, put a little bit of butter and popcorn in it, and then literally set it upside down on sure, the blackstone. Okay. Mm. So all the popcorn pops in that, and it's in all the bacon fat. 
and then you literally just slide the bacon in there too, chop it all up, and just slide it all back into the pot. And nice. you have guys, I want to go camping right now. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds so yeah, fucking good. Slick. We we cooked an elk on it when we were on the seventeen inch. Yeah, we could. So like we brought it, I, we brought it ice fishing, yeah. and like there was even you know there's a little stove even in the fish house that we're at. And I brought the Blackstone, and we cooked everything on that. So that would definitely be something. You're not taking it backpacking, obviously. It's fucking <laughs> comically heavy. But, right. yeah, we cooked. You had, like, some backstraps or some yeah, yeah. fillets of elk that your brother set you up Ooh, with. And nice. we cooked that shit on it. And then, you know, in the morning, you can crack a dozen eggs on it. But, yeah, you're not, you're not carrying it anywhere. So it's a super kind of glamping thing. But that would be mine, I think. <laughs> But you're going to make bacon popcorn now. Well, fuck yeah, I am. Yeah. Spinner, you I, got a few to pick from, too, because you got some cool camping yeah. tech, for sure. Yeah, I have some cool camping stuff. Yeah, yeah my yeah. shit, it's, it's all, it, I just want to make it feel like I'm actually at home somewhere. So it would be, like, a giant air mattress and, like, a nice, comfy sleeping bag that's big. And <clears throat> I've talked about it before on this podcast, my unbelievable love for Gold Bond medicated powder. Yeah. Like, if we're going to be yeah. gone for a week, and, yeah. and if, if dipping in the lake is going to be questionable, then... Uh, we're going to bring with the Econo bottle. New derivative on a question I asked in the last episode, and it's the same answer. Damn right. A different yeah. reason. But I think well, it's funny. Because, yeah. I, because I was wholly mocked by all three of you for well, one yeah. yeah. well, like, The reason we what? mocked it is because we're picturing like naked and afraid. Yeah. And it's like. Trying to survive. It's and Ben yeah. and Susan. Susan has brought for her one item a fire starter. And then yeah. Ben comes out and is like, oh, he's going to either have a pot or he's going to have a fishing line. line. Go, Ben. Yeah, but, you, but everybody knows somebody that's that's chafing and chapped, and yeah. you see that look from a, a mile away. You could see the walk. Yeah, you yeah. Could, like you could try and do whatever you want. You could try and fold up some paper towels and throw a little man pond in there. Do whatever you want. It ain't gonna work. Gold bonds, my shit. And that's like again, if we're right next to a lake, so I can jump in the lake every day. That's totally different. Yeah. But if we're like out in the desert somewhere, that's that's fucking happening. If water is gonna be rare, yeah, my camper's gonna go with a uh, shower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. so, literally a shower. Yeah. Yeah, and nice. I guess if we're going to get super glamping, like, so we have a rooftop tent, um, like a hard shell rooftop that folds out, right. and then we're actually putting it on. I just bought an overland camp trailer, like a, Dope. you know, one of those, like, articulating suspension um, from a local company. Shout out Escapade Campers. But um, so we're going to put the roof tent on that, and the kiddo can sleep in that, and then we've got a queen memory foam in it. So, I mean, like, yeah, we definitely, we glamp, but, I mean, we definitely go... Off, off grid too so it's like the, the reason I have all those accoutrements if you will is so we can just go into the middle of Grand yeah. Teton and be fine off grid for three days who's the first one to start humming Escapade by Janet Jackson um, the second my buddy sent me the link for it I was like man I replied with come on baby let's get away I, I want to, I want to, I'd love to take you on an Escapade and it didn't translate real well to text he's like, he's like what, what do you, what do you want to take me on one of these campers no like but then I fucked it up and sent some Rhythm Nation lyrics in it. <laughs> Charles, what about you? What's your what's your bougie shit? I got a I guess a different take on this question because I, I'm actually I want to get more high tech about camping. I've always oh, been same. very well. I I have no tech for camping. I'm very uh, I'm very traditional in that sense. You know, coming from I think I resisted it coming from an Eagle Scout background. Like I don't like using fire starters. Yeah, when Eagle I make a Scout, fire. that's right. I, yeah. forget, yeah. I don't like using fire starters when I make a fire. Things like that. Uh, I like to be as like natural as possible, but there's so much cool tech now. Like your solo stove is really dope. The yes. pop up, the pop up camper is really sweet. Yeah. Obviously, now I have a Blackstone, which I, you told me collapses. I haven't set the thing up yet, even. But you said the legs collapse. Yeah, like I could take that camping. Thing. Fine, okay, I'll acquiesce <laughs> to that. Especially if like I'm camping with Marnie and she wants to 
have an experience that isn't like, give me a dry stick. I need to start a fire. Dude, you can, you can do some campsite hibachi because up until I had the 17-inch, no shit. I took, I'd take the 28-inch camping. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it folds up and... Volcano onions and everything? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm fucking oh, flipping yeah, shrimp. and 20 everyone, of them. Everyone at the KOA, gather around, guys, you know? The bonfire yeah. is just a steady stream of volcano onions. <laughs> uh, momentary shout-out to high school girlfriend, Nikki, who uh, got an errant shrimp uh, before prom, hit her in the shoulder blade, and actually burned her <laughs> no. with the water. Uh, so, so had a uh, had a had a rock a bandage. Uh, we got a free meal, but she had a rock a bandage from, from like Benny Hanna. Yeah, that's yeah. Dope. Every oh, time, geez. every time they start flipping the, the shrimp, I always like wince a little bit. No! that was her first time ever seeing anything like that. It's a gift of the dog with sure. like Vietnam. Yeah, yeah the Hueys are flying in. Yeah. Like fortunate, fortunate son. Fortunate son. Like, like, <laughs> but uh, so my answer, my answer to you, like what I do that is would be like laughed at by serious survivalists is and i'm getting better about this too because i don't do it as much anymore but i used to bring a giant cooler full of like really great beers and then glasses to pour those beers for people oh, like, like oh I brought, yeah i brought like a eight-year-old uh, bourbon barrel aged imperial style <laughs> you know like while you're out in the wilderness no no know, no use the stemmed glass for it the stemmed glass or like nice bourbon you should be drinking banquet and like you know four roses still. at best yeah. like stuff like that just That's don't fair, get yeah. fussy about it i'm not out there with a fucking shaker <laughs> and like some really nice ice <laughs> But uh, you Come know, I'm in, clip on yeah, I got, guys. for sure. But uh, no, that just curating like yeah, tonight we're gonna drink these eleven beers. Like set them up on top of the cooler. I I won't be doing that anymore. I actually got I got to get more techie. But that part is definitely like. Come on, man. Like, we, <laughs> just, we, throw me a fucking Coors, will you? <laughs> so as, as the least outdoors adventure out of the four of us, when, when you think like going camping, where, where do you picture? Because there's got to be somewhere that pops into your mind right away. So there's, I mean, there's, there's like different levels of it, right? Like, I mean, like Josh, Josh has some land. He, he has a travel trailer stationary on it, like parked there. So, I mean, that could be Where's that? considered camping. It's in between like New Richmond and Osceola. Oh, sure. Super, super like, quick to get to. Like an hour from from the cities. How far away is Forty Fifth Parallel from there? Ah, uh, very close. Soup's close. Very so close. we may have some plans this summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll talk offline. You're making cocktails in the woods. Yeah. 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 Plans. Yeah. So I'm not um, the weird one. But um, for me, I guess there's a couple levels of it. So uh, my wife and I went on a like almost two week camping trip during COVID because it was our our anniversary, our tenth anniversary. We wanted to do some cool shit. Um, so I had this really cool trip planned that we were going to like fly into Portland and then fly to Seattle. And like, those are two real good cities to go to during civil unrest and a pandemic. Right. Like, (laughs) so honey, we're staying in this area called the demilitarized zone. Did something Um, happen in Portland? I might've missed that. (laughs) Portland was, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they had that, that show out there. It's Portlandia. No, but so what we did is we, uh, we, we just totally flipped the script and like, well, we're going to go on a camping trip. So when I, my idea of it is along like a 14 day trip it's nice to have a couple like KOA type of experiences in there so you can hit a shower like hit a shower hit an actual um, non-vaulted toilet with running water you know and pandemic was weird because like nothing was was open open but like you could still shower so like but my ideal camping um like national parks or even a little more remote you can boondock anywhere in a national park and so like our setup was it was um my jeep with the roof tent on top oh yeah and uh we played that song every night in the tent no but 
but it was cool because we were we could go, we could go to a campsite if we wanted to, but otherwise with the solo stove with the yeah. blackstone and everything, it's like all right, well this looks good. We're buy some water, dope. So my ideal camping honestly is like not a campground, finding a great spot and just kind of posting up and you know turn your phone off because it doesn't fucking work anyway. Yeah. So that's my yeah. ideal. Situation. What you? Uh, I I won't name the lake because I don't want to give away the spot. But uh, my buddy Mike, who passed away last year, he and I had this cool secret spot, undeveloped lake uh, in Nevis, Minnesota. There's so many lakes around there. But in Nevis, Minnesota, there's this lake that is uh, like our honey hole for fishing. We always just killed on that lake. And in the middle of this lake, which, again, is totally undeveloped, there's there's a dirt path to launch. But other than that, there's not a single uh, building on that lake. In the middle of the lake is an island with a high hill that's about like a 20-foot trek up. And... Uh, on that island, people have been up there before, so there's, like, some logs you can sit on to use as just, like, seating. And there's, like, a, uh, a dugout for creating a fire. Perfect. And uh, he and I love to launch the boat, get on the boat, uh, ride out to the island. I'd bring my gigantic cooler full of uh, fancy beers. <laughs> and then we would just have backpacks full of um, just the, the basics. Mm-hmm. And we always – our philosophy was always – we, we eat what we catch, and if we don't, we're only eating vegetables because we bring, like, potatoes and corn and oh, eggs and stuff. Okay. But we'd go fishing around the lake, and then if we were fortunate enough to catch bass, and we've always done really well on that lake, then we would butcher them right on the island. I'd make a fire. Pretty much I just had, like, my hatchet and a backpack, and, like, of course, we'd, like, play music on our phones and stuff, but otherwise it was, like, super low-tech, like, bring nothing yeah. with us. And then we'd have, like, tents and sleeping bags. But other yeah. than that, just, like... On an island in the middle of an undeveloped lake, you can hear every fucking thing. No noise pollution on that lake. Because yep. you have to go really far down a dirt path to even get there. And there's, like, some, like, sawmills nearby and, like, logging camps. But they're mostly vacant. Like, they've been used in the past. So when you're on that lake, you don't hear shit but that lake. And at night when there is no chance of any other fishermen even being around, like, we howl at wolves and shit. That's he was dope. a big, like, squatch guy. So he'd always be, like, <laughs> he'd be, like, hitting trees with sticks because apparently that's the call. And then he'd be, like, they're calling me back. I'm, like, motherfucker, that's an echo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd always play along. Like, exactly yeah, yeah. the same number of raps it. that I do. No, it's super dope, like, howling at wolves. Yeah. Like, literally howling. Yeah. And then the wolves howl back at you while you're hammered standing on a log in the middle of a fucking lake. Like, there's like, nothing manly other than that. Yeah, it's, it's super it's, cool. The, the Boundary Waters is where I always think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we just had two friends that went camping for five days, and when I saw their first post, they were in Moab, Utah, and I was like, "Oh, oh. that also is a thing." Like, God. I just, I just pictured going up there. Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome, but they, uh, their brakes went out, and so he had to do like emergency brake surgery in the middle of the park. Oof. And in they, uh, yeah, and they, oh, they God. limped it back and ended up calling it early, but. It was just like, oh, you guys are on a completely different level than, than where yeah. I was. Like, yeah. I love going up into the Boundary Waters, getting, again, away from light pollution, away from noise pollution, away yep. from motors. But I'll, I'll still have my Bluetooth speaker. So. I, call that, uh, I call that clear booger territory. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you get up in a place like that, and after, like, two days, you know, your snot and your spit are perfectly clear because it's There's it's no car there. exhaust. <laughs> or bullshit. Uh, I don't know. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is probably, like, Glacier. Oh, sure. Again, yeah. my, like my brother in Montana. And so we've had some good trips, you know, um, going up in the glacier and like just canoeing, you know, in some of those those lakes that are just the most picturesque opportunity to just like put a paddle in the water. Um, that's that's where like my mind initially goes to. But again, it's it's most mostly been glamping in like Minnesota wilderness, fuck yeah, is what my 
my vibe's been for like the last decade. Well, it's also just easier to do. You know, like there's yeah. there's less logistics when you're just going a couple hours into nothing as opposed to, you know, 12 to 18 across Montana. Right. Yeah, there's there's levels, you know. There's like going on the giant road trip. There's going to your own land. There's like going to my, my buddy's cabin that's still there. It's like a log house. We like make the fire indoors and the, you know, the, the wood stove. Yeah. There's And then there's like the massive trips to various uh, parks and reserves that it seems like the simplest form of camping but it's actually so much work to even do it but once you get there then it's very simple but all the rigmarole and like the logistics and and planning that go into actually making that trip is like such a massive amount of work but once you get there then it's like nothing is simpler than that uh charles can i get a splash more because i was an idiot and through that was just kind of sipping my tequila (laughs) (laughs) tequila i don't really have much of a shot left there you go thanks dude this is this is uh, good. Yeah, it's it's not like, a bad. No, it's really good. Yeah, I like it. Their blanco is also really vanilla forward. Uh, it's it's pretty easy to drink. Like again, for shots or for hanging out, making like margaritas in your backyard, yeah. like it's pretty fucking. Tasty. I think it's just cool. And one thing that we like to do at the private sector is support like small kind of just, yeah um, the little artisanal. Man. That's what I was gonna say. And also just kind of off the radar. Like oh, his cool. his name's actually Dwayne. Like he's you know and no. he's a sweet guy. And so like. We I like to get out true. there when we say we do charity stuff. Like, we, you know, it, I hope – sorry, I'm getting a little emotional here, but Oof. I just hope he does well for his family. You know what, guys? This one's for the DJ Rock, one, yeah. This, yeah. Not so, just The Rock, but the man behind The, the man, Rock. Thank you. Hey. Dwayne <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> to you, Dwayne. <laughs> you, Dwayne. <laughs> Sweeter than you. And, and what he has, like, what, probably even right now, what, 750 movies out? Currently, <laughs> Currently, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all in the, the new releases. Yeah. I thought you were going to say seven hundred fifty million dollars. I was going to say that's a little shy. Yeah, that's a little, <laughs> that's a little low. That's a little low. Uh, all right, so this is more of a, a personality question, and I feel like this might be a good one for all of our friends uh, at home and in the car listening and, and playing along. Where do you guys land on the early slash on time slash late spectrum, and how do you feel about people that are different from you? Ooh. On said spectrum. Yeah, this is. I am. Man, you got yeah. 15 minutes earlier, you're late. It's pretty much like how I roll. Sure. Uh, my life revolves around like my calendar, like for work. So if you're if you're late, like I, let me know. But if you don't let me know, and you're like a habitually late person, like me and you aren't gonna go real far. <laughs> if you, like I can, you can holler at me, let me know. Hey, I'm really sorry. I am running late. No problem. I will fill that time. But our appointment that's an hour, now we it's a four, it's 45 minutes. Yeah. But I, I feel horrible if I show up to something late. Sure. Well, I'm glad we were on time to this because I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't fall maybe that aggressive on the spectrum of it. I'm more as long as you're communicating with me yeah. as to what's going on um, because unlike Josh, my time is not very valuable, really. So, uh, <laughs> like, no, but like, but I guess I totally, I totally respect that, and I definitely err on that side. I'm never late. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not late to stuff. I just don't like doing it. But I'm also the type of guy that I, I'm not a 15 minute early guy. Like, I know like exactly how long it takes me to get somewhere, or how long it takes me to shower, or how long it takes me to shave my neck, or whatever dumb shit. And so. If there is any hiccup thrown in, it's not good, but I'll just speed instead. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, I don't think I'm that 
you know, driven. I will sit in your parking lot for like 11 minutes when I'm there 15 minutes early. Okay. So that I roll in like, you know, a few minutes before the meeting. Yeah. But then like my mind and my anxiety is at ease knowing that I'm not. Okay. Like, so you'll get, you'll get like anxious yeah. if you think you're right. going to be late for, yeah. Totally. That's fair. And I, I mean, punctuality is, is very important to me, but communication is more important, right? Dude? Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, I'll actually even kind of over communicate. <laughs> like on the way out here, we were going to be still like five, 10 minutes early, but I texted Charles. I'm like, just so you know, we're 15 minutes out. I think it's kind of a courtesy also to let, like, we didn't forget, but like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you right. know, when they're going to arrive. Yeah. Makes sense. Doctor. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I live and die by Vince Lombardi's quote. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late, which is effectively what Meaty said. Yeah. Uh, particularly when it, when it concerns professional pursuits, like I'm, I'm never late to meetings unless like the meeting itself is just not official where we were hanging out. Like if I go to Falling Knife and I walk in, I know like I'm going to run into Dan so we don't like have to be at this particular table at three o'clock. But so instances like that, absolutely. But if it's a client where, you know, they're conducting all types of business and all sorts of meetings and I have to be sitting at a table at a particular time, I'm always early. I'm never late. Uh, and then in terms of not just professional pursuits, but the other, so with, with your homies, like if we're meeting at Tobacco Grove to smoke a cigar and we're like, let's meet there at noon, it doesn't matter if we all show up at 11.55. We're not like, okay guys, okay guys. Mm -hmm. You know, like someone's got the table that we're all sitting at and you come in and you like casually select your cigar. And then you talk to the employees that work there who are all right guys, I guess. And then you go sit down with your buddies and you let your cigar but uh, when, like, so one thing that it really uh, bothers me for that maybe isn't the case for everybody, I guess I don't know, dinner reservations. Mm. I fucking hate being late to a dinner reservation. Okay, yeah, I'm with you on that. Marnie will tell you that because, I'm with you. you know, like, we have this joke that um, Marnie's family, like, their last name is that time. So... I say, are we on real time or are we on okay. winter time? Oh, got it. And uh, yeah. because for me, that means 15 minutes late. If we're family Same, listens dude. to this, they're probably going to be mad at me. No, <laughs> but like it's just kind of, it, it's I just like an it. easygoing yeah. nature. It doesn't mean like they're in any way being disrespectful. But with Marnie, like if we're getting ready and I'm like, under normal times with Ubers, because we don't take Ubers now, and we don't even go out to eat. But under normal times, Ubers going out to eat, I'm like, I know that the Uber will be here in six minutes because of where we live, the proximity. Okay. Like, they're always going to get here in six minutes, right? To be in six minutes, it takes 14 minutes to get there. That means that with those 20 minutes, we have to leave half two in case something goes wrong because either we're going to be there 10 minutes before or we're going to be there, like, right in time. But she'll be, like, doing other if stuff. You can, if you could watch, like, like, like if there was a go, video component right now to watch Joshua to just go. going, yes. Dude, <laughs> I, yeah. Just, I like, constant head nodding at Charles because that's because for me the reason it's a problem is like it doesn't it's not about how it makes me look it's about it's fucking with someone else's money money, I I don't like if you got that table booked and you need to turn it in like 90 minutes I like to take my time when I eat if I'm gonna fuck with your time it's because I'm enjoying myself I don't want it to be like I stroll in 11 minutes late and then I'm the guy who stays there for 90 minutes I'd rather be like the guy who stays 90 minutes to two hours but I showed up promptly I ordered a ton of food and beverage and I tip handsomely you know like I always that's so important to me to make sure that like uh i i'm white gloved about all of that so kwam it's your question so yeah i'm the worst you, yeah no, I, you guys all fucking hate me uh no it's i i so it's like it's i'm i am chronically five to ten minutes late my my entire life just exists like that i somehow would be late to class in the middle of high school 
when I was walking from one to another. And I know part of it, yeah, like part of it 100% is like ADHD. Like it's rampant in me. My brain been diagnosed. And the doctor literally said, I don't, I feel like at this point drugs might fuck you up worse because we're diagnosing you in your 20s. And I, you can, you have a standing prescription with us, but it's up to you. And I just, I've, you know, like I've fucked with Ritalin and Adderall because they exist in our world and I just wanted to see. And it, all it does is calm me down and it, like, it's basically like getting stoned for me. Like, I don't think about as much and I just sort of like chill. So what I will say though is I'm okay with it when it's like I'm meeting somebody at a bar or like we're gonna go hang out, you know, like shit like that. I, Somebody can have a pint poured. And yeah, be I, like, it's. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like whatever, it's yeah. fine. I'll still say like, hey, running later. This is where I am, you know, blah blah blah. I hate. I will lose my shit if I'm running late for a reservation because then okay. now now I'm inconveniencing somebody yeah. else that I don't know. Well, that's like what Charles. It's a stranger's said. business. You're, you're and fucking that, with yep. your money. Yep. I, I really dislike doing that. Or if there's like a. I mean, a, even if you know him, I bet it's a, the case. You know? Yeah, like even if it's uh, like a restaurant where you know the owner, yeah, or the oh, chef, yeah, or something. of course. It, totally. It's basically yeah. if it's not just a casual thing, and I will say the only other thing that I I try to put my staff in the ground for is, I, so I travel. I'm a traveling salesman, basically, right? I'm a market manager. I cruise around. If one person is late to start my day, if one person is late. My the rest of my it's day, all pushed. it's all pushed, and mm. I am blown away by the amount of people that don't understand that and aren't okay with it. Where I'll text somebody like 9 a.m. Hey, this dude's running late. I'm not going to see him till like 9:30, which means my day is going to train wreck. So can I come see you at like 2:30 instead of two? Or do you just cut bait and once you're like bumped? Well, that's two back. Do you just be like, all right, I got to chop one of these out of that's here? That's what I've started yeah. doing okay, is yeah. I know people that I can just, yep. hey, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Because I, I get pushback from people. Well, our meeting is at two. Like, yeah, but that's just, it's arbitrary on your sure. end. You know, like, I, I don't understand. Especially in the service industry, stuff's going to pop up. Yeah. It depends who you, who you are capable of rescheduling as well. Correct. Because for me, if someone's late to a meeting, they're eating their own time. Yep. So, yeah. like, sometimes yeah. a client is like, you know, a three o'clock call starts at like 319 and i'm like they're like oh sorry to be late and i'm like if it's like a zoom thing i'm like i'm working anyway so it doesn't bother me but i'm like okay i'm leaving exactly at four because yeah. i have to be somewhere at 415 yep. and you lost those minutes yeah, like right. it's sorry yeah. but you know we'll catch up next yeah, week i like guess to josh's point or, like your hour meeting's 45 now for yeah. sure yeah. yeah well the funny part was you know i had i had told charles that i was going to ask this question and then we were getting ready to come down here and he had let me know that like you know given that this is the second Sunday in a row that we've stolen from you guys that we should try and like be ready to record as soon as you guys walk in the door. And so I was like, ben, uh, if you remember earlier, my, my time is worth shocking, <laughs> especially on Sundays. <laughs> well, but, but I appreciate but, it. But, it's dope. So <laughs> I, I texted Charles, I texted Charles like, okay, cool. Cause it was, it was just before two. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll be there at two thirty. And then like five minutes went by. I was like, yeah, I'll be there at two forty-five. Like, I'm going to be honest with you right now. And then I still made it here by 2.30. But I thought if I put it off a little bit, I put yeah. a little pressure on myself. <laughs> More realistic. Yeah. I could get it. So he walked in at 2.45, and I had everything ready to go. Oh. <laughs> so, but, yeah, you, 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 uh, you know, set the expectation high and then came in right where you thought you were. But right. the reason I wanted to ask the question is that I think more people, there's always going to be a push and pull of people that are like late, casually late. Like if we're looking at a half hour, hour, two hours, it's completely different. But looking at people that are like casually late versus people that are like 15 minutes early, I think if we can just talk and really what matters is the communication. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you just sure. don't say anything and you show up 20 minutes late to something, that's exactly. a dick move because exactly. I'm saying I don't sure. care. Right. If you get caught behind an accident on 394 or like randomly today happened, a person gets pulled over on Lowry right where it's a one lane and the cop leaves the, the car jacked out. That took like five or six minutes to get around. That's little shit that you could be like, oh, yeah, cool. Thanks for letting me know. We're good. And I think a lot more of these little, like, I like this and you like this problems, if you just fucking communicate. No, communication is definitely key to when you're late. Like, when we were in Vegas a year ago and we went to Atelier Robichon for, like, our Valentine's dinner uh, the night we arrived. Well, we had just arrived, so we were real excited. And I'd never been in the hotel because it was brand new since the last time I went there. And we had time to burn, so we walked around. Well, it's Vegas, of course. We were, like, behind a building that you can't get an Uber from, and we couldn't get back in. So I called them, like, frantically, like, oh, my God, you guys, please. And they're like, man, you have no idea. (laughs) No, they were like, like, nope, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, It's almost always the case. They're like, thanks for calling, but it's fine. But we're good. Almost always. We're in Las Vegas. We're used to people not being on time or not showing up. Yeah, yeah, we're not showing up. Yeah. yeah. We're showing up the wrong place. Oh, look, we got to do the shot. Right? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see the shot. Can you slide? Oh. Suppose. Suppose I could. With the no. ah, we did it. Use oh, the rocks tequila. <laughs> right. That's what he would do in a, the sequel to Cliffhanger right there. <laughs> the sequel to Cliffhanger? Soon. The with rock's the rock, not in course. Cliffhanger. Oh, the sequel to it. Like, yeah, he he, re- right, he plays shot, the same guy as... <laughs> I love Cliffhanger. It's a fucking great movie. First it was Rocky, and now it's The Rock. <laughs> He's hanging <laughs> on a rock. I got in an actual fist fight with my best friend in ninth grade <laughs> over the, the SNES Cliffhanger game Oh, because I was too good at it, and he wasn't getting the controller back because it was a one-player game. Fuck. Hold it, on. Hit me in the head hold, with hold, the other Hold on, there was a cliffhanger game? Yeah, I never yeah. played it. I, I don't know, if you guys listened to it, we <laughs> talked about like what the hardest video game. Battletoads, I know. Yeah, right. Battletoads. Battletoads. Mega Man. Thank you, yeah. That's so why I texted you about the remake of uh, Ghosts and Goblins, because... Also one of the hardest games hardest. of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. The new one is I mean, brutal. Lion King, though. I know, you brought up Lion King, I'm like, I don't know about that shit. Uh, uh, somebody texted me or messaged me on the private sector account after the Lion King game was trash. I'm like, oh, so you're the other guy wow. that bought it. Okay, so it's, <laughs> it's hard because it's bad. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. No, I, like, as I was listening to it, I was like angrily texting, explaining, like, uh, actually, it's Battletoads, yeah. and the scene with the, uh, uh, the, the rocket su- jet ski. Yeah, in the sewer, it's yeah. impossible. <laughs> that is a tough-ass board. That that's, will give you well, yeah, that's what makes but it so difficult. I rage quit Mega Man more than any other game. Which one? Uh, one and two. Two, the worst two. part is, yeah, uh, I, man, this is nerdy because I detailed on it because I mm-hmm. literally just played through it last week. Uh, oh, the classic awesome. console. That's the best one. It's where the dragon comes up yep. and it forces an auto scroll, yep. but your movement isn't timed with it. Correct. It's clearly a glitch. Glitch, and it really makes me mad. And yeah, anyway. That Son was, but that game yeah. fucking sucked. I had a, because you remember there was like the, the codes that you could finally put in to get back to like where you were? Yeah, it would give you, it's this weird like red dot. Yeah, it was like, like a tic-tac-toe kind t- of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I found uh, in a bunch of old shit that my mom was pulling out of her house as so she was kind of getting it ready to maybe put on the market. Uh, I found my notebook that I had all of my old Mega Man codes oh, in. Oh, that's dope. I was like, oh my God, this is like, that's, you could just see when I was angry and it was just like palm hate <laughs> scrolling. Okay. I'm going to out-nerd all of you guys. When I was in grade school, I had notebooks. Not one, multiple notebooks where I'd make different mans for Mega Man. You know, like Scissor Man, Rock Man, like all those dudes. I made, like, 
thousands of them. Dude, that's like you're like individual, like like I, I mean, like unique, like to you, like making. I was just trying to design. I was trying to do character design. That's dope. Like, hey, Capcom, hire me. Do, it was you, like, do you remember? I got real deep. Were you you were, name one. Name one. I made it. Guy, no, I'm, I'm asking. I promise like, you, I gotta find those books. No, yeah. but like, I got so down. Like, like used gum, man. Probably, I was so far <laughs> down the hole. Like, I made every man possible. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, let's roll. Podcast man. <laughs> Pod man. Pod man. It's Mega Man. Microphones coming out of my head. Yeah. It's Mega Man. You shoot, mega, you shoot uh, microphones at the guy so you make him broadcast? Beep, 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 I don't want to. How many listeners? Pod do man. <laughs> Doing analytics and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like a lightning bolt shooting. SEO. All right, let's go. So, where we're located in Minneapolis. We talk about Minneapolis an awful lot on this program. You are St. Pauli and adjacent boys. Yeah. You you guys love St. Paul. We do. I love St. Paul. I believe Quam loves St. Paul too. We just don't spend a lot of time there. So like, sell us on and our listeners like talk about our uh, our sister city. Like, what's so great about St. Paul? Man, look at Josh is just what like. Do you, what do you love about? Yeah, Saint Paul? I mean, it's the slogan for St. Paul is "Keep St. Paul boring." Yeah. Yep. And. So there's this like this vibe, or right? Small like, Paul, am I right? Saint <laughs> <laughs> <Ain't> Small. <laughs> the vibe, you know, it's like yeah, we're laid back. Small Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just think that that's it's like outside of West Seventh on St. Patrick's Day, like everything's just the vibe is just real laid back, and sure. you know, obviously there's plenty of spots in Minneapolis that are same. You know, it's laid back. We're in one. You know, have, have a good yeah. time. You know, people aren't throwing stools across a bar, yeah. getting, getting you know, fist fight. Um, because it'll happen too in St. Paul, right? But I think what I, lo- what I love about St. Paul is, you know, it's, it's the Tom and Molly's. Like, yep. running the establishments. Yep. They're there. There's a name to a face. You, you want to support and see them succeed. And, you know, I'm on the east side, Payne Avenue, is, you know, there's times you would definitely not want to be walking down Payne Avenue at a certain time of the day or the entire day back, sure. back in, like, the late 90s. But, like, now, like, there's a, this resurgence, you know, with the tongue-in-cheek, Bronson's. Yeah, dude. You know, you, you got Cook St. Paul, you know, Ghost Kitchen stuff I think it kind of harkens, too, to, like, the, the there's a lot of parallels, especially with Northeast and, like, what's happening on Payne and the East Side right now. And... For me, like, I don't. I certainly don't dislike Minneapolis. I absolutely love it. Like St. Paul is is more my jam. It's always kind of been like Minneapolis is like the you know the younger party sister aside from Northeast, and you know St. Paul is you know the older, more distinguished, but with that comes boring sister. Um, but what I what I really love about St. Paul is is that old history. But also, I think there's a lot of parallels too. Like, I feel like Grumpy's Northeast. And Brunson's pain are like mm-hmm. the bookends of the city. You know, I can, you know get, what I mean? I can get with that. I can, you okay. know, like just like these kind of like comfortable bars that you want to hang out in. And then like when I think like Northeast breweries and things like that, too, I think of, you know, that the community is just so rad. All that's happening with, the, you know, all these different spots that are comfortable in the area. And I think for us, the reason we really stand behind like the St. Paul side of things is. That history is there. I think it gets overlooked a lot. But, like, St. Paul's gangster as fuck, too. Like, legit yeah. mm-hmm. old-school gangster as fuck. Um, you know, I had a business in St. Paul 
and literally in the basement, it's these limestone basements, and it's like, well, this looks like this was concreted over. This doesn't look like limestone. Oh, yeah, that connected to the the bootlegging tunnels. Yeah. And, like, there's there's literally so much rad history in St. Paul. Like, during Prohibition, mobs, like, running shit literally underground. Dude, in Lower Town and in downtown St. Paul, there's still a series of tunnels that exist that yeah. are insane. I've old. been in some of them. Fucking, I think I told you my brother and I almost bought a bar, like, 12, 13 years ago where they showed us, like, they, it was not sealed quite yet, but they showed yes. us, like, the bootlegger catacombs where... Yeah. Everyone would just go to the next bar. They're like, they're here. Let's go to the next well, bar. That's fucking cool. Like, just the history the history side of it for me is so dope, too. Like, when we were building out Barrel Theory and building, the, like, the cellar in the basement there, mm-hmm. um, we're putting in all these, um, all these basically, call them wood structural supports because we wanted to do it all of the era and awesome, so we had to cut into the concrete. We're cutting into the concrete, and this building is, like, late 1800s, and the guys that were using the wet saw to cut into the concrete brought up, like, this milk crate full of glass bottles. Dope. And I'm like, what is that? And they're like, uh, we want to show them to you. We're going to toss them. You know, you guys want any of these? And it's this old fucking, God, I don't even know the fucking format of them. But, like, you know, it's definitely not 12, definitely not 16. Like, we're all beer guys here. It's like this weird, you know, like, 13.7-ounce bottle, all embossed St. Paul brewing, St. Paul, like, all this shit. And they're like, so clearly what happened in the late 1800s these dudes were pouring the original foundation and housing beers and just sliding their beer bottles into the sure. into the wet concrete, oh, and they unearthed amazing. them all. And like, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, dude, but like shit like that. That's the St. Paul for me, and I know Minneapolis has history, but like it's just that Different old, history, yeah. it's that old timey like fucking. We actually do have we do have those tunnels, yeah. Uh, because if you go underneath Ground Zero in Northeast, oh, yeah, or if you go underneath where Spoon and Stable is. Uh, we've walked them. Uh, Rob Jones and I took our cell phone flashlights and went down there, and it's still to this day the creepiest thing I've ever seen so in weird. Minneapolis. Yeah. We we went. We figured it was probably about three or four blocks, and I think we were following the river. We came around a corner, and you know, l- like you were saying, it's all old limestone. Everything's yep. wet, wet, you know, drippy. everything's dark. Yep. And then we come around a corner, and there is what I would say is like 1980s brick. There's an office chair with cobwebs all over it and a pile of cigarette butts that's probably four or five inches off the ground. Yes. And as a, an avid reader of horror stories and thrillers when I was a child, all I could think of was the cask of Amontillado, where a dude slowly bricks in his drunk friend for a, oh. for a perceived slight and then hangs out and listens until he finally dies. And I just stared at the chair, and I stared at the cigarette butts, and I looked at the wall, and I looked at Rob, and I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, got to like, go. We just took off running. Yeah, my middle school in Northeast here, like, for us to, if it was raining, for us to go from the school to the church, because it it's a Catholic middle school, there was, like, tunnels that you would go down through. And I love the smell down there. I, like, I just love the, yeah. for some reason, I've always loved the musty yeah. smell of basements. But, yeah, here I think historically it's different, because in St. Paul there's, like, this big-time, like, old-timey gangster culture there as well. Yeah. Like, a lot of, like, steakhouses and stuff mm-hmm. there. Dude, yeah, I mean, like, and that's the thing, too. Like, I have a real soft spot for, like, Mancini's and yeah, all places Mancini's. like that, you know, where it's just, like, you couldn't put a window in here? Oh, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. you know, and there's there's just that, there's that feel. And, like, West 7th has its own feel. Pain area mm-hmm. is resurging. It has its own feel. And I just think, like, um, yeah. St. Paul's just, you know, just a bunch of good old Irish boys that want to. What do you think, Meaty? Well, I also like the, like, 
you, like South Minneapolis, you know, have all the lakes and things like that. And they've been, things have really been built up around them, like the, the residential and everything, and that's a ton of money. Like, what I love about St. Paul, man, is like Como and Phelan, like, they're still accessible mm. for, like, I would say, mm. like, blue-collar Americans to, like, get in to, yeah. like, live in a real major city. I mean, your ass bought a house in St. Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see Lake Phelan <laughs> from my house. Sure. And I could definitely not afford to see Lake Nokomis. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah, that's th- that, 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 that was sense. one of, like, the, you know, I, I, I grew up in St. Paul, moved to Woodbury because things got super sketchy in St. Paul, like, late 80s. And then, you know, my parents, like, we needed to go to a school there. I could learn something. <laughs> and so moved to Woodbury. With my people. With, with Splinter and his people. <laughs> yes. And then, Welcome. you know, as soon as it was like, all right, I'm, I'm looking for houses. You know, I was looking mostly to get back into St. Paul. But, you know, we priced out South Minneapolis, Northeast. And it was like, man, I told my wife, I'm like, we, we should go look at the east side because the east side gets this real bad rap. Um, you know, some crime and things like that. But, like, where, where I live is this bunch of beautiful old houses, you know, kids out walking in the street. And then I can hear, like, the crickets at night um, from, you know, coming from the lake. And so... There, those are in Woodbury. That's, those, that's those where you hear, you hear them from... The, yep. <laughs> yeah. Big crickets. We, we flew them in. Yeah. So, I don't know. That, that's where I'm just like... St. Paul to me is, again, quintessential... <clears throat> L- well, I mean, back. if you look back on our pop-up yesterday. <laughs> yeah, the pop-up yesterday. Like yesterday's pop-up Ooh, in St. Paul. You saw people from down the street. Yeah, you saw people you saw, driving over. I mean, you guys crazy. from Minneapolis came out. It was mm-hmm. great. I made you drink those disco naps that Steve has. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a tequila cold brew drink. <laughs> I, do you remember I that? Forgot I forgot about it because yeah, they were so yeah, good. Remember we had those last I night? You're going to be yeah. like, it's cocaine and ambient. It's a disco nap. Yeah. That was last night. I, I don't know, man. I I lived in St. Paul for exactly one month, and uh, there are so you got a pretty good. We would have you. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good yeah. feel for it. No, it's at the tail end of. You a sound rough... like someone who is like in Mexico for a month and said they live there. Yeah, <laughs> I got a place down there. I mean, yeah. it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it was, a, it was at the tail end of a, a rough draft that somebody wrote marriage across the top of, and uh, <laughs> so out of necessity, I lived there for a month. I did a lot of walks. Did a lot of walks so, alone. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb and say maybe maybe there's too. a bad taste like. like well, no, but like, the, but oddly enough, that that's was... like saying like, oh, I don't really like Iowa. Why? Well, I mean, the only time I've been to Iowa is for Grandma's funeral. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but like, you know, like, oh, oh man, Grandma, Grandma, no, Grandma! it's what she would have wanted. Yeah, exactly. Grandma Elon loved fat bottom girls. Uh, but no, it was. I actually I walked around a lot, and that was the first time that I had ever spent time in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just pick a different neighborhood, and I'd go walk for, like, three miles. I had headphones on. I was just trying to, like, figure out, like, what am I going to do now? Where do I want to go? <laughs> yeah. And it was, like, there are – the charm is there, for sure. What what pushes me away – like, and I will also say, shout out to both J.D. Fratsky, uh, guest of the podcast, and Tim Niver, future guest of the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Uh, Jenny and I spent every single anniversary, and I spent the night before our wedding at Strip Club. Yeah. I mean, there are incredible, wonderful, amazing places. Yeah. So it's not, Absolutely. And great not that I don't like going. Uh, Broke my heart when that place closed. Yeah. And it was, we found out a week after we took Marnie's mom there for her birthday dinner. Like, oh, so I was like happy amazing we did experience. it. Like, yeah. ah. But the, the There's thing, actually a restaurant in St. Paul called the Strip Club, too. 
It was a Tim Niver joke. Exactly. <laughs> Meat and fish were just the women that were working that day. <laughs> that joke uh, was important to clarify after they, I said yeah, Marty's I whole well, family. Well, that's why I wanted. I did kind of want to bring it up because, yeah, like, fair. not everyone yeah. knows that yeah, yeah. The, the strip club. We have listeners is, in Ireland and Australia. The, the, they're probably the, like, this place sounds great. Yeah. The strip club Meat and Fish is a legendary, <laughs> amazing restaurant. Okay. Uh, but that said, what what. What always sticks with me with the this is why it's it's a play on words, guys. <laughs> All Wait, right. What? You get it? Whoa! <laughs> what? Homonym. Two meanings. They never had fish strips on the menu though. I was really bummed about it. Oh, weird. <laughs> My um, Yelp review. It was but, an ironic name, dude. Come was, on. There was an Italian restaurant. I'm I'm sure there's no way it's still there, but there was an Italian restaurant right in the border of Lower Town uh, called Trattoria Something. And I went there. It was a friend of mine's favorite Italian restaurant. It, it's in. It's on the border of Lower Town. What was the name though? Trattoria something. Oh, Ciotti's. Yeah, uh, and I'll I'll figure it out if when we post okay. the episode, if I can find it, I'll I'll post where it was. But uh, it was a friend of mine's favorite Italian restaurant, and uh, she had to come with me for some random errands that we were running. And I was like, I'll buy you dinner. So we went there, and it was six forty-five, and we were the only people in the restaurant. Yep. And the guy, the bartender, just started putting up chairs <laughs> on the tables around us. Yeah. That's the joke, right? St. Paul closes at 8. <laughs> on, at the well, that's the thing. On the door, it said 8 o'clock. And yep. he was like, well, you guys are the last one, so I figure I'll just get ahead of it. And so he literally put up every chair that's, around us that's around that's while very, we were eating that, food. That is a very fair criticism. And what I noticed was everyone <laughs> I told that story to that was from Minneapolis would be like, what the fuck? Every single fucking person I told that story that lived in St. Paul was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what we do. Or, or what the fuck were you doing out so late? Exactly. 6.45 at how night? Do you, how do you even stay <laughs> out? At night? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, so, my God. So it's always just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do love, and I love the, the keep St. Paul boring. And I think that... If I didn't live the life that I have lived the last 20 years, it would make a whole lot more sense. If I had kids, fuck yeah, man. That yeah. sounds like an awesome place. But it's, I don't know. Okay. How about you, yeah, Charles? Yeah. What's your take? What's your I, take? Uh, every time I go to St. Paul, and I don't make it there a lot, but when I go to St. Paul, I'm always like, man, why don't I spend more time here? That's been that way my entire adult life. My, uh, my buddy Mike got married there and it was like a big swanky wedding and we stayed downtown and I used to work with science museum. Yeah. Like I I've spent plenty of time there, you know, like the palace I get is lunch the at, shit. I get lunch at Cassetta's, you know, like that's, it's, it's a really cool town. And every time I'm there, I'm like, man, I should spend more time here, but it's just, there's so many cool things around me. I'm a Northeast Minneapolis guy that it's hard to leave even for other parts of Minneapolis that I don't get to St. Paul a whole lot. However, there are portions of it that I really enjoy, and it probably aligns a little bit with what Splinter said. Like, I love Mancini's. I love, I love old school steakhouses yes, that are supper club. Like, I guess borderline poorly preserved. Yeah, like they're yeah, preserved, yeah, but it's yeah. not like it's not like they made like a shiny new version of what it used to be. That place is almost it's like borderline poorly preserved. Like <laughs> the old waitress who is like hacking because she just smoked a cigarette. You know, like I I love that place, and the food is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yep. The last steak I had there was for my buddy's dad's seventieth birthday, and it was the best steak I've ever had there. I was like. Dude, this shit is dope. Mm-hmm. They do like the grilled bread, that oh, like yeah. charred oh, grilled dude, bread. Ah, oh, that's it's... like Mancini's has been my family's. Hey, it's grandparents' anniversary. Yeah. It's somebody's wedding. Like all, like oh. Mancini's. My grandpa was good buddies with Nick, and so we, you know, it's, it's been our family spot. And we will just they will keep the bread coming. Yeah, because they know how we roll. As and a family. I want to get a tattoo it. of that. I yeah, get, I was just gonna say that. I, get, like, I, I would wear that on a t-shirt every day. Keep the bread Dude, coming because you know real. who I am. Yeah. 
when I see like when I see someone post a photo, like they post a story and there's no name or, of where they are. Like Sammy Woody posted a photo mm-hmm. of him at Mancini's, and it was just the bread. And I was like, I replied to him like, "Motherfucking Mancini's," and he's like, "He's like, you goddamn right." And they got the fucking dance floor, and there's always just a bunch of yeah. like weird, that was, like, like bad carpet. Yeah, and, and, like, and it, carpet the period. stemmed glass yeah, like, with like ice water. And like I know, said, it's, it's an old school that, steakhouse. You know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the feel of it. you know a lot of bars, R.I.P. Lyles and shit. Like you go in, and it's just like. I want to walk out of a bar while it's still light out and have that. Maybe this is a bad reference, but like when you walk out of a strip club after half yeah. an hour and it's still light, and you're, you're like, like oh, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like, you know, but like, <laughs> I, like I want to walk out of Mancini's, you know, go there for happy hour and it's the summer and so you're leaving at eight and it's still light and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. There's not a shred no. of natural light in the place and it's by design right. and it's just this. Dope Goodfellas type of vibe. That's how I feel about Moscow on the Hill. If I could have your bread experience with their horseradish vodka where it just keeps coming. Oh, Oh, fuck, dude. Walk out at 7 o'clock and the sun's still up and you're like, ugh. There's no way that it's this early because I'm too drunk. Right. That's what's, I think what's also kind of, I think a lot of people who love about St. Paul is like, man, we got some great restaurants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, slept on shit that we know all about Mm -hmm. it. And so, they're probably not going anywhere. Yeah, and we talked about, like, uh, on pain there, but, like, can we talk about, like, have you guys been to Tongue and Cheek? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I love yeah. that place. Holy like, shit. I've been there in a long time. But Unbelievable place. Fucking brunch joint. Like, man. Here's, like, here's the meanest thing I'll say about St. Paul, and it's something a friend said to me. He said that every 10 years, St. Paul tries to become a food town, and every 10 years, St. Paul fails. But I, I think <laughs> it's just. Oh, I mean, like. Cold uh, yeah, Cyclical. No, I think, well, what I think it is is there's, like, there are not as many prolific restaurants as are in Minneapolis, but the ones that are there, many of them are very longstanding mm-hmm. and a lot of them are just fantastic. Like Ooh. I love, I love the, the places I love in St. Paul. I probably don't know all the in-betweens because right. I don't know it well enough. Like my wife's from St. Paul. Yeah. One of the reasons we got married when we did is because it was square in the middle between Minneapolis and St. Paul. And we almost wanted to honor that. I'm the Minneapolis boy. She's the St. Saint- Paul girl. Uh, she's and so pretty. Keep Marnie yeah. boring. <laughs> keep, well, uh, I want I want her to show me more of St. Paul. Like I want her to be mm-hmm. like I don't know everything. That's kind of fun to me that I don't yeah. know everything about that city. Mostly, like I know the downtown area and stuff like that. Um, but there's a lot that I do not know and that I would love to see. That's why you need to go to like places like on our podcast on the episode we did with Tony Hogan. Uh, we talked about Leo's Chow Mein. Oh, oh fuck God, yeah. Yeah, you familiar with Leo's? yeah, you told and, me yeah, like I some Chinese you. places in town. That, yeah, like, there's just some nope. fucking super dope. There's probably way better Mexican food in yeah. the St. Paul. Oh, yeah, we'll go West 7. But like, I know but, like, the best way down West 7 and go to Robert Street that was over the, like Cesar Chavez area. Yeah, yeah. The, the first, the first. I've been to supermarkets there, but I've never eaten at a restaurant. The first handmade tortilla I ever had, they made me press myself because they were so surprised that I didn't know I didn't know where tortillas came from. I had never had a corn tortilla. <laughs> well, and right, yeah. They like, yeah, literally like brought birds. me back yeah. and showed, and they pressed it, <laughs> nice. and then cool. I got to eat it. Even, like, uh, and even shout out to Senora Reyes. Nice. One last uh, St. Paul, because you get us going about all these dope spots in St. Paul. Yeah, so, why not? Um, I guess it's technically West St. Paul, but it was funny because Carrie's birthday was on Wednesday, and like you know, it's weird. We're not going to go out to a fancy dinner or a nice dinner or whatever. Happy what birthday, Carrie! She's like, yeah, happy birthday, Carrie. Forty. 40 years old. Welcome to the club. Right, right on right? the dot. And, uh, but she's like, I want to go to this Euro place mm-hmm. on Robert Street Ooh. for lunch. I want you to come grab me from work, and we're going to go there for lunch. And I'm like, yeah, dude. So I meant to tell you about this. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a Greek-Lebanese place. 
Oh shit, dude, Charles, it is. <laughs> What's so, it called? It's called Alibaba's. Never heard of it. <laughs> and it is sketch looking. That's the way it's supposed to be. Shouts Mom knows to Alibaba's. Yeah. So we go there. First of all, she's like, um, so she works for Ford. Sure. And she's like, oh, the techs will come in with these euros that are the size of their fucking forearm. Ooh. And I finally asked, where's that from? They're like, like Lebanon. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, Alibaba's. Mm-hmm. Just go down there. There's like, you know, it's a family that's owned it forever. That's what you want. So she's like, for my birthday, let's go there. And so like, we're on the wrong side of the street. We found it. We go. And it is absolutely shut down for COVID except walk-in, big plexiglass, like big teller hole. I'm like, Carrie, this is what we're looking yeah. for. And they have the menu board and everything's numbered. Yes. And I got like what I thought was pretty much a straight up Euro and it was number 30. <laughs> okay. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, cause, and then the, the parallel I always draw is like, if I want a dope ass Chinese American place, I want printed menu yep. boards up there, backlit. They haven't been changed literally mm-hmm. ever. That was Alibaba's and man, I, we spent like $20 and got, we went out, we ate it in the car cause it's COVID and you know, it's raining and like, but like, she's like, what the fuck is this? Oh, that's a, there's a side salad, mm-hmm. a Greek salad, or a, what the? F- there's a bowl of upside down rice in this container. Yeah. This one's just <laughs> full of Euro meat. And like, that to me, like, and I know that exists everywhere, but St. Paul is all these dope, mm-hmm. dope, dope, super, super, super legit places to eat. I, I'm, yeah. I do want to mostly explore, if it were up to me, I would like to leave it up to, to Marnie. Maybe we'll do that next weekend a little bit because it's our anniversary weekend. Oh, um, yeah. But it would be. It'd be cool if she showed me around, but also that side of it. I always hear about like ethnic food spots, yeah, and that oh, really man. excites me. Dude, Robert, when you Street find one, fuck you up, ben, dude. Right? When you like, find one yeah. where you're like, oh man, does great. anyone else know about this place? That's one of the most exhilarating feelings. Hold you up, can hold have. what's Everest on Grand? Everest on Grand? Oh, yeah, I don't know that one. Oh man, mm-hmm. uh, is that the is that like so the like Nepalese. Nepalese place? Yeah, my oh, aunt like loves that place. Yeah, like they're yeah, like you know, pulled yak meat. Like it's super, For real? Yeah. yeah. In, oh, in the I'm Momo, into it. Which is Let's like go. A, I don't know, like some pastry ball-y thing. We I, got a sushi place in Northeast called uh, Momo that does yeah, Momo's. My, my, my aunt for years had a, a Tibetan monk that was studying Western medicine here, staying with her. And he <laughs> said that that was the best food that he found in all of the United States. Holy shit. Was that shit. restaurant? Yeah. Shout Love out that. to St. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question, cool, yeah. question about St. Paul before we're done with this topic. How... Are there not more uh, alignment joints in St. Paul? I don't understand. It's almost like a joke. Yeah. Like you're trying to shoot the moon to specifically not fix any road until they're well, all. St. Paul don't... roads are modeled after Normandy Beach, as you know. Yeah. Um, really. But like, but like after the war. Yeah, yeah no, right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like when we're driving through Missouri, and the second we cross the state line, Spencer and I went on a road trip. Like, it my was... truck caught four feet of air. It was the entirety of their freeway was just like, we don't fucking yeah, care. Just... It was all flooded and like what about? What, but like, do you guys, like, do you take care of 35? 35 goes through our state? Yeah, like the whole state. Oh. Oh. Randy, did you are you look at that next time? Thirty-five's ours. Yeah, check the notes. Oh, God, I just, oh, shit. I don't, I don't know. Every time I'm over there, I'm like, how is there not? There should be an alignment and tire shop on every block. Uh, I'm gonna give a quick shout Paul. out to Northeast though, uh, Quincy Avenue. <laughs> Yo, dude. Uh, I was driving down Quincy the other day, and literally my car rattled into, it just turned into dust, yeah. and like the Thanos snap. <laughs> like I was driving, and like he snapped, and my my car just turned. They to may dust. as well change it into. Uh, Bouncy Avenue. 
<laughs> Quincy Avenue is like if you if you could, I'm gonna leave. Okay. If you could play if you could play the movie 1917 on your phone <laughs> yeah. and then drive it, it would be like a 4D experience. Like you're in the fucking movie. All right, let's go to the rock. Shots to Dwayne. Slancha. Mr. Johnson. Cool. All right. Uh, partially in reference to 20, episode 20A, we all have crazy <laughs> lives, and I'd like to think that, uh, that we can all laugh at ourselves. I've been looking at our recorder uh, like it's a an iWatch, and I'm getting a steady stream of text messages just to make sure every 20 seconds that it's still recording. On the way out here, I'm like, oh man, poor Ben is just going to be like just staring at this. <laughs> every thing. time you guys are talking, I'm just, is it? It's still okay. It's still. Um, but I wanted to see. I I love. There's nothing funnier for me than when I can do something really embarrassing and laugh it off. It's almost like half stress relief and then half taking myself out of my body and watching it. You weren't laughing at Meteor. No, I was not laughing, nor was I laughing later that night. Uh, (laughs) As I explained it to somebody that's not involved to the podcast, I started laughing. Yeah. Because I saw on their face, they knew how how horrible I felt. I can't believe that it wasn't us. How did we not? Because we're going to obviously have you guys on our show. And like... Like, How did we not fuck that? They're going home like these fucking amateurs. No, it's Jesus great. Uh, yeah. But I wanted to know: <laughs> it's hilarious. Is there yeah. something that pops in your brain? It could be from a long time ago. It could be just recently. Oh, Jesus, where you fucking owned yourself and you just had to laugh it off, or you were just going to explode. Oh my god, <laughs> I, man! You I start think, this today. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I think it's funny. Like <laughs> I've heard other guests today. on your on your show, and like when you ask like. Sutherland, like, hey, so what are some projects you've got going on? He's like, oh, how long is the show? <laughs> when you ask Splinter and, and Meaty, so say, uh, say sometimes you fucked up. <laughs> how long is the show? Uh, that's, uh, that's our uh, man. Never. Yeah, not once. Yeah. Not answer. once, not yeah, never. I fucking own it. God. I don't know, man. That's... I think I block shit out when because we've asked this question a couple of times and I'm like, man, I can't think of a time I fucked up. I fuck up all the time. I just I think I block it out. Well, I think also like the like when you say and I'm using air quotes right now for the video component of the show. Uh, <laughs> fuck up. Like how drastically. No, just, you know, just like, something where like the egg was clearly on your face and you just had to laugh. Otherwise, you know, cause, I'll, like, go, cause, me, I'll go because I thought of one because sure. I was because when Quam said this earlier, I'm like, this question always tricks me up because I know that. I fuck up sometimes, but I just can't think of them. And I brought up this, and I told him about it. I brought up this situation where I locked myself out of my house when I lived on Marshall. And I was like, what the fuck? How did I manage to do this? Somehow I locked myself out. And I'm, like, very studious about, like, my keys are always in the same spot. My 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 wallet, my phone, I never lose anything. And I realized, all right, I'm locked out. Well, my cat is taunting me from the window. Like, so, yeah, my beloved asshole cat, Lucky, is meowing at me from this window that is floor, you know, ground level. And I was like, oh, dude, I got to I got to break into the house. I got to go through the window. It's it's a, you know, the thin screen, not like the metal old school screen. So I realized I had an X-Acto knife in my car and my car was miraculously unlocked. So I got uh, an X-Acto knife and I just cut through the screen and I was halfway in the window, uh, and I didn't realize it at the time. I could hear something behind me. I didn't know what it was. It was one of my neighbors from down the block, who I know, but not that well. And I got in the window, and I realized someone was behind me, and I turned around through the ripped window and looked at him, and he's like, it's a good thing I know you live here. (laughs) 
And like, this might sound controversial, but I said to him, like, he's a brown guy. No, I said, I know, dude, like I'm, I'm brown. I, I don't want someone to see me climbing through a window that doesn't know who I am. It's and my house. Like, sure it is. He was in, no, he was instantly like, he instantly looked at me mortified, almost like he thought that I was saying that like, yeah. and he was like, Ugh. and then we both started laughing because he clearly didn't mean it like that. But I was like, yeah fucking dumb i locked my i locked myself out somehow i i i've shared some of the videos with splinter of me like coming home after podcasting (laughs) it's like you know we'll we'll, we'll, we're not as uh efficient as you guys are um you know our our podcasts are highly edited because man we get lit like on a whole other level and like I'll I'll, the I'll videos just like, are so good. Yeah, I'll I'll hit like Splinter like as I get into like the Uber I'm like oh man this guy's gonna fucking kill me because like I'll have some dude who's just like in it for the money. I'm getting you from point A to point B. He's whipping corners and then I I'll get out <laughs> and I'll come like stumbling around the corner. You know I got the camera system or whatever and I come stumbling around the back. Yeah, just for reference. So he's got an IP camera on his back door. Mm-hmm. And like the next day, he'll be like, "Hey, so here's me coming home last night." And me trying, me trying to get a key into the door, oh. like, has been like a four or five minute escapade of me just like a lot of grunts, a lot of angry grunts, like, <laughs> like how can I not get into this door, you know? And then like even shaking the handle, like, did I, did I already unlock it? I'll, you know? I'll, sh- I'll share them with you guys. Yeah. Please do, yeah. please do. Yeah. Th- those are, those are like, man, I. I wouldn't really yeah, we show have we a have a, we have we have a flexibility here because because it's a rule that we drink we have to be super careful with what we ask people to do. So, however, we've had yeah. instances with like Tony Zaccardi. So our range is yeah. our range is JD episode one where like you know he had to drive so he played it more low key than us and yep. we did shots and he drank some wine to. The Zaccardi, this A to Z, man. JD to Z. Well, we had JD yeah, to Z. And that's the thing. Zaccardi, dude, yeah. we got fucking obliterated. We're willing to do whatever with our guests, but because it's a rule that we drink, we have to, like, we can't be like, yo, we're drinking well, a bottle each. And, like, you guys, <laughs> you guys, what I do respect a lot, like, this is yeah. literally legit recorded in a take. Yep. You know, so when it didn't work, it didn't work. So Roadie what we run, do yeah. is, we'll, the reason, like, we'll cut ours, so, like, you'll listen to an episode of ours, and it'll be like, mm. we're going to drink these two bottles. And you hear us, like, we're going to open the second bottle, and then there's 40 seconds after that. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> we, we get, yeah, you know, like, wow, that they must have drank that really quick. No, it there's just snoring, got real like, fucking wait, awkward. <laughs> Um, obviously the pro for our podcasts is we do it at my house. Like we have a downstairs room set up and then like, I'll just go upstairs <laughs> like, and like, <laughs> Easy you know, money. just the, just the fucking like Irish goodbye. But like the Tony Hogan episode, like literally I'm like, all right, good night. <laughs> he'll be back. Right. Tony says like to Josh, he's like, he'll be back. Right. He's like, Oh no, we'll literally never That's see it. him. No, the next, <laughs> like next couple days. Actually. Um, I have a, a pretty decent self deprecation story. Um, and it's only because I usually I, I try to err on the side of being like prepared, like dad prepared. Like if you get a flat, you're going to do this. And if you, uh, your car runs out of gas, like we have, you know, like foil blankets in my car, like that type of shit. Like just the total like that's how I was raised too. like, you know, here's what you do if this happens and this and this and this. Um, and it was probably fuck a few months ago. It was in the dead of winter. And like I said, Carrie works at Ford and Grove. I live in Woodbury. 
and she was she was having a shit day. You know, I'm like, I usually text like, "How's work?" You know, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, it's a fucking shitty day. And I'm like, all right, well, what if I came and swooped you up and we got White Castle? Jeez. And she's yeah. like, and she's like, dope. You know, chicken right wings and sliders. Yeah, oh my god, I know this day. Yeah, and because I talked to you this day, dude. And so, like, I fancy myself also. Uh, I like cars a lot, and I always like fancy myself being prepared and like anything. And so, like, uh, I drove a Jeep Grand Cherokee, new Jeep Grand Cherokee, nice, fancy Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I'm driving, and I'm on the phone with my mom on the Bluetooth while I'm driving. I forget what I was talking to her about, but I'm like, you know what, Ma? It's weird. I have a low tire pressure, uh, low tire pressure light just came on, and it shows all four wheels, and like my back wheel was down by like two psi, and this is about to cross the bridge over the river. Um, I hang up with her, and I just hear, "Foo!" <laughs> and I know that I got my tires <laughs> on the fucking rim, and my truck lights up. The Jeep says, "Like you fuckhead! I told you miles ago this was bad." And I thought it was cold, you know, because it's like, it's like 18 degrees out. Yep. So, you know. So I pull over where 52 gets off of 494. Sure. Nice little, you know, calm intersection there. And I get out, and it's sitting on the fucking rim. Like, it's just flat. The back tire's flat. Oof. And I'm off the pavement, and I'm on, like, the gravel. Yep. And it's, it's freezing cold out. And all that goes through my mind is I am that fucking asshole that has always said to anybody, be prepared for anything, have roadside assistance. And then my dumb ass gets the fucking uh, scissor jack out. I jack my car up. I get the fucking tire off. As soon as I get the tire off, a semi, 53-foot semi, comes by inches from my car, and my Jeep falls off the jack. And, like, when I just say, like, egg on my face, I literally just called Carrie. And I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know that if this happened to you, somehow I would be furious because I think you weren't prepared for yep. this. <laughs> and, yep. like, yep. yeah. So, like, I'll cut the story way down. But, like, literally then also calling tow companies being like, I just need a hydraulic jack to lift this up. And they're like, we don't do that on the side of the road. It's too dangerous. And I'm like, well, that's where I'm standing, like, How, literally right now, hands yeah. frozen and shit. So I finally got a tow company to come out. But, like, I think it's those schadenfreude moments where it's just, like, if that would have happened to somebody else, I would be like, mm, well, you should have had, you know, this type of jack in your car and these tire patches. And I'm just like. <clears throat> the closest that I have ever just, come. And it's the worst feeling. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. The closest I've ever come to honestly, like, going Michael Douglas and falling down <laughs> was I broke my. <laughs> Perfect. I broke my lug wrench. Like, it snapped in half. <sighs> and, uh. I stood up. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> uh, I was, I mean, I was, I was cranking on it. The fact that I didn't, like, actually pull the bolt off of, like, my tire. So you tire. had a flat? I had a flat, yep. Oh. I had a flat, and uh, I was and trying lung, to. It broke. It, the, it snapped. And I literally screamed at God. I, a God that I do not believe in. I looked at the sky, and I just went, ah! <laughs> and I just fucking threw it. Anybody driving by would have been like, oh, my God, that guy is murdering somebody currently, easily. Dude, you know what's funny about that is if uh, – so I fancy myself fairly agnostic. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, if you want to make an agnostic person religious, piss him off. Yep. Because I'm the same way. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me, God? Yeah, like, dude, and for some reason, exactly. that was me. My Jeep – dude, it fell off the jack. Yep. So it's on the hub, <laughs> on the side of the road, and, like – I don't believe in him, but I know he likes to fuck me for something. Like, you know, like, you're like, motherfucking... 
God. That's cool, JC. <laughs> Fuck you, Fuck man. Fuck you, man. That's why I don't believe in you. Yeah, that's why I don't. Yeah, just, the worst, <laughs> just the worst logic and the and worst I, person. And I'm screaming. I was screaming at the top of my lungs on the side of the road. And, like, I can't even imagine, like, if somebody just driving by, seeing a human being my size, just <laughs> screaming while holding what seems to be, like, a sharp, stabby piece of metal. Like, holy shit. Like, wow, this guy just killed somebody, and he's really jacked about it. But my, uh, my, my, my actual answer, and I, I just want to talk this out because I still am, like, a little bit wounded. But it was um, I, uh, a couple of years ago, some friends of mine and I went to France, and we rented a chateau, and it was for my 40th birthday, and it was, like, kind of a big thing. Like, I wanted, for once, I, my friends and I have never been on a trip before. I wanted to just get the homies together, and we could all hang out, right? France, fuck it. France, fuck it. And uh, we ended up, the guy that owned it gave us a private tour of his, like, wine cellar that was, like, 9,000 bottles. And then, of course, he hits us with, like, the, here's some shit you can buy if you want. Yeah. So we all bought some pretty baller shit, but he also had some really cool aged cognacs. Uh-huh. And so we bought... Um, we bought a brandy and a cognac from the early 80s, and my friend Abe and I decided that we were going to give each other, like, we each bought a bottle, and then we were going to give each other half. So uh, we kept, each of us kept our original bottle, then we poured the other one into a decanter. And a few weeks ago, I grabbed the decanter, and I was turning to pour it for some friends, and the neck just snapped. I was holding Ooh. it from the neck, not from the bottom. Idiot move. Neck just snapped, shattered. And... With the amount of, like, you know, because it's thin glass. It wasn't, like, a nice, thick crystal decanter. Did it you was... crack it with your hand, or it just I still don't somehow... know. It was whether it was just the force or it was just the fact that it was old. Might it was have brittle. something. Yeah. God was getting yeah. back at you. God was getting back at me for my, my <laughs> flat tire fiasco. Yeah. But I turned, and it just shattered. And, it I mean, the, the glass turned into dust. So there was no way, like, oh. nothing was salvageable. Yeah, it's over. Game over. So I cleaned it all up. And everybody was just staring at me. And I was like, hey, honestly, like, I got the memory and we've tried it. It sucks, but, like, whatever. It's fine. I was, like, a big boy about it. You know, I fucking licked some wounds. We busted out some whiskey and it was fine. The next fucking day, the next fucking day, I go down to my laundry room. And we have, like, like basically our backup pantry is in the laundry room for, like, shit we don't need all the time. But, like, dry storage that you could just have stuff for like backup random pastas and flour and, and masarina and and there's a bottle of taco sauce that somebody had given us that was on the top shelf <laughs> and every time i'm down there i'm like man i should fucking move that because it's gonna fall and i don't because i'm an idiot <laughs> and i came down with like a big load of laundry and I have a, uh, my hamper is like a collapsible hamper that has two ropes on either side, yeah, yeah. like to hold it. And as I'm swinging it around the corner, one of the ropes breaks and it just taps the shelf. <laughs> and the only thing that rattles is that bottle of taco sauce. And I remember vividly like looking up at it being like, it's going to fucking fall. <laughs> and it falls and it hits. And I fucking dextered myself. Like, mm-hmm. I looked like I beat three people to death with a hammer because mm-hmm. it went from my knees <laughs> all the way up to my face. Like, half my face was covered. The entire washing machine or dryer <laughs> completely covered. Broken glass everywhere. At least it's hot sauce, so it doesn't smell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I just pitched my laundry, and I just, you know, now, mind you, my wife is just having a nice, normal night upstairs. So she hears smash, and ben I just... found God again. <laughs> I just yelled, God damn it! <laughs> and I come walking up, and I didn't know what I looked like yet. So I come walking up, <laughs> and she, for a second, was like, is that blood? Like, I'm just covered. And I was just... Told those Jehovah's Witnesses, 
for the last time. <laughs> I felt like I, I looked like the like the Russian in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels oh, wow, when he just walks past everybody and goes in and gets the gun and walks right back out. Yeah, she's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Fine." I'm just, going, I'm just grabbing every shitty towel that I have because it was everywhere. Like yeah. this gorgeous, gorgeous cognac, thirty years old, shatters, and it was a pool of about two and a half feet. A taco sauce bottle of a smaller portion. Dude. It was every fucking where. I went downstairs and I started cleaning. And again, not thinking about this from my wife's point of view, I just started cackling. Like it wasn't like just a laughter. It was like like some Joker esque shit. Cackle. Evil cackle. And I come back up and Jenny's just at the top of the stairs, like, okay, now I'm even more worried. Are you like, sure it's are not you actually yeah. okay? <laughs> I was like, Yeah. Yeah. It, there's, if I if I couldn't laugh at that, it honestly like I might have just had an aneurysm and called it right there. Like two months ago, I got a bag. I got a a, a pre sealed bag of f- cauliflower florets for the first time ever. I'll just cut a cauliflower. But like I was making this huge meal, and I was like, I don't want to have to cut it up because it's cleaner. I won't make as much of a mess because cauliflower little bits of cauliflower florets are like the I'll glitter. Take your word for it. They're the glitter. <laughs> they're the glitter of uh, the culinary world. And I, I like went I to rip the bag open. Cauliflower in my house. <laughs> You've never had cauliflower in your house. Well, we do Same like thing. we do like buffalo cauliflower, but like I just like the the fact that you have multiple formats of cauliflower. I'm oh yeah, like I usually I just buy. Really? I usually just buy a whole cauliflower yeah. and then yeah, cauliflower is fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But uh, so I, I grabbed me. the bag to just rip it open because it's already florets, and I was like, yeah, cool. I made a big shortcut. <laughs> and then I went to rip the bag open, and like it didn't rip the way that a bag of vegetables nope, usually do. rips. <laughs> It fucking exploded. Yep. It literally, like, it was like a cauliflower bomb. There was cauliflower on the stove, uh, in the fucking litter box in the other room. Did you move? Uh, it was I everywhere. Moved. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I, I lit a match and yeah. I <laughs> burned the house down. But I was similarly. I was like, motherfucker! And Marnie comes in the kitchen. She's like, what happened? And I'm like, there's cauliflower everywhere. And she's like, I mean, I'll. I'll it, grab the bag, yeah, but then you still have to clean that cauliflower. Like, <laughs> like the, the cauliflower in the bag, it's like, oh, I don't want to serve this the way it is, right? Yeah. So like you have to like clean it up, and it's, that's yeah, why yeah. I buy it. Well, like most of it, I mean, it was a lot of it was compromised. Fortunately, a lot of it was still in the bag, so okay. I still got okay. to use it. But it was the fact that like I had the kitchen pristine. I was cooking like a Thomas Keller, you know. I thought I was. Like, <laughs> Making this beautiful meal for my wife, and then the next thing you know, there's little bits of cauliflower over the entire fucking house. Uh, hold on, I, I really desperately want a T-shirt that just says the cauliflower is compromised. It's that dirty. It's, it's compromised. By the way, Ben, on that note, uh, dope T-shirt there. Oh yeah, Ben's wearing our gout shirt. The King's Disease. Yeah. But uh, this just reminded me of it, and I'll make it super quick. But my favorite bag exploding story. Mm. Uh, I was working it was so when, I was, when I was still bartending. <laughs> um, I, I was the last one cut and did not realize how much my two coworkers had consumed. Uh, and we were going back to my friend Maya's house and we decided, hey, Quam can still drive. Like, let's stop by the grocery store and we'll just buy a bunch of shit real quick. So everybody broke out. I was like, buy whatever the fuck you want. And then we can all come back together at the checkout lane and we'll go. So Maya comes back, and she has three different bags of chips. I went and got two frozen pizzas. <laughs> and my friend Andy, who had consumed uh, a, a very, very well-made tab of acid, uh, came mm. back with um, a small child's, uh, like, horse on a stick. You know, oh, like, yeah, the, yeah, they yeah. gallop around with it. I, I, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. And you could buy those? Yeah, they were at, <laughs> at Cub Foods. 
So, <laughs> so I've seen him on TV shows. I didn't know you could so buy one. Maya the was, year is 1958. Maya was, no, Maya was definitely drunk. So uh-huh. I put her through first, and she just beeps in all of her chips. And then she's like trying to find money. I'm like, I got it. Like This is like $7 worth of potato chips. We're fine. Andy is like, is it okay if I go next? I'm like, sure. So the woman, he's holding it, mind you. The woman's like, I need to scan it real quick. Never let go. And Andy goes, well, you should say hi. Her name's Aurora. She's the color of hugs. Ooh. And this woman is like, oh, my God, what is going on? She's looking at me. I was like, I got it. It's I got fine. it. He's on ass. So we scan it. We move him over. And I'm like, okay, he's, he's good. And he's just like petting his horse and holding the stick. I think we're fine. And as I am just bringing up my two pizzas and paying her, Maya decides it's time for barbecue chips. And she completely filleted the bag. All the way down to Explosion. the bottom seat. Explosion mm. everywhere. And then grabbed everything and just took off running out the door. And I'm still just standing there. And I was like, I, I don't really know what else to do. <laughs> and she goes, the, I bless the cashier for being cool about it. She goes, well, it looks like you two better hop on Aurora and chase that one down. <laughs> like, okay. And we just fucking took off running. And he's like, keep, Aur- it's an ideal, keep Aurora's ideal name response. Like, out okay, of your you. fucking mouth. <laughs> Get away. Yeah. yeah. Andy is now a proud father of two, and I hope someday that his children get to hear about the horse named Aurora, who is the color of hugs. They probably have Did it he now. Bought on acid. <laughs> they probably have it now. I'm well, sure they shit. fucking ride it. So we got one more here? Giddy up. There right. it is. So this is the bottle? Yeah. Yep. How easy full, come, easy how go. How full was this bottle when you came over here? It was totally full. You oh. guys say we don't drink on the show, so let's go. Well, right. wow. Giddy up. Charles, bring her is home. fucking Art of World happening? <laughs> Something's happening out there. Some poker going on in the streets right now. Mm. 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 So by, wh- right. by the way, this whole, this whole PNA Hall bit, this is a Polish place? Correct. The Polish National Ooh. Assembly Hall. Thank okay. you for saying that. Because Why? there's two things that I want to bring up. Yes. Uh, unless, were you going to say something about PNA? I was just going to say that it's an incredibly gorgeous spot. And yeah, I don't yeah. think that you, you like... You guys always would kind of bring it up, like, this is a cool space. But, like, man, it's so dude. Cool. And so, like, we, like, here's an outsider's opinion on it. Like, you pull up yeah. outside. We didn't know how to fucking get here. And I called you, and you very graciously said, it's through the door, dummy. Uh, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You pull the handle, asshole. You can tell we're not friends because yeah. I was so mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, super, super cool. So it's on the third level. I didn't know that. It's on the third level of this building. And this is the, like, dude, there's a balcony. Mm-hmm. A cool stage. I'm going to play that piano before we leave. We'll sanitize it's it. It's like perfectly oh, yeah. out Almost of tune. I, be- I bet it is. But um, also. So um, is he, so. Yeah, same. <laughs> but uh, that, the whole PNA thing. Um, so I was raised Polish. And so, like, this is like going into the bar in there like, and seeing. Like, like by choice? or uh, Actually, by adoption. Oh, Funny story. My cool. mom is adopted. Okay. And so she was adopted and raised Polish. Very That's cool. So, cool. like. All the pierogi, Carrie mm. makes banging pierogies too, but Ooh. pierogi, guamki, things like that. Yeah. So we're, we're brought up on all, the, all those traditional Polish foods. Dope. And so when I did very, very, very ignorantly like Google what this was, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a Polish fucking dude. Super mm-hmm. cool. It's a beautiful spot. I was kind of raised Polish too because I, I grew up in a Lebanese household, obviously yeah. pure Lebanese, but I grew up in Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah. This is in Northeast Minneapolis. This is mere blocks from where I grew up, mm-hmm. and I grew up around a lot of uh, East European kids. Also, I want to interject Polish. and ask, and if you can, if you can, like, how did you guys get to use this space? Because so, 
Uh, we're they legit don't know that in, it's a big fucking like it's a cool space. They don't know that we know where the key is. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's really no, but like it's dope <laughs> as fuck. It's uh, th- this is a uh, this is, this place is is co-owned by uh, a good friend of mine going back to when we were fifteen. Okay, and uh, when he first bought it, or when their their group first bought it, he had a lot of questions for me about like what we thought or what I thought we could pull off here. I spent a lot of years throwing events and sure. throwing parties and all that kind of shit and just trying to figure out what was going on. And I had been here before, but like I, I wasn't here on the auspice of like paying attention to everything. Right. It was just like, Hey, this is a cool place to party, like cool show, whatever. One, when, when we got here and we actually did the walkthrough, I had no idea that there's an extra floor above this. There's green rooms, dressing rooms, bathrooms. Above Dude, there's, it's, there's it's a, crazy up a there. full working kitchen such a cool, up there. Like, like loungy, chill, vibey mm-hmm. area up there. We'll show you guys after this. Yeah. When, COVID, a, when, when COVID is, is over and everything, we have the crossover event of the century, and we throw bro, a party here. Already talking Listen, about it. We, <laughs> we've had enough shots now that I can, <laughs> I can now speak to something that we've been discussing already. So we're going to start doing we've, – we've always wanted to do live pods because our pod is custom-made for it with, like, the Q&A portion yeah, of the equation. It, and it's live so, anyway. Yeah. yeah, so we're talking, we're talking a lot about, like, what the format would be like if we did a live pod. We'd want it to be about more than people, like, watching us. It would be, like, drinking and probably eating as well because those are – the things yes. that are integral to, mm-hmm. to what we do and what we talk about, we're gonna. We want to do a live show mm-hmm. here, probably yeah. first. Again, details need to be figured out. PNA has been so fucking good to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we owe them at minimum promoting what they have to offer here. This is such a beautiful theater. It's an, it's like amazing. having having events here in, mm-hmm. in the heart of Northeast Minneapolis. Incredible. But we want to be able to do a show where we're uh, broadcasting from on the stage and then we have people here. And then like yeah. the food and bev element, the food and bev element too, like we could do meteor cocktails and smashy boys from the private sector. The, yeah. the options are limitless. There's yep. so much shit that we yeah. can do. And again, for those of you listening out there uh, upstairs, if you want to do a self-contained thing, that's the best part is you can, you can do your own food or you can cater it in. Yeah. Northeast social is downstairs and just slightly around the corner. Yep. So you can work with their incredible menu or you can do your own. There's an eight burner natural gas stove upstairs. There's a double, uh, double fridge and a freezer. Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff that you can do and, here. Uh, social catering isn't just, like, what they do in Northeast Social and at Eat Street Social in Minneapolis. Yep. They have, like, a big smoker, and they do really good barbecue. I'm really not good. just saying that because I'm picky about barbecue. Let's just really quickly go. go let's rewind, like, a minute. We're going to throw a party here. Yeah, we're going to throw like, a party. You guys yeah. have 100%. to throw a party it, here. I've, and... I've thrown a massive German food-themed charity event and an yes. 80s prom in this actual room, and both of them were fucking amazing. One of which was uh, the musician who played here. Yep. was a future guest of ours. Billy McCarthy will be on the show sometime in, in the next that. couple of weeks. He flew in from Brooklyn just to play here. Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney's McCartney. brother, well, Billy. <laughs> His younger brother, Billy. Yeah, we, we invited I know here. most yeah. of the stories about him. His real name's James. Okay, so the other thing that I have to make sure to note, because of the last episode, we recorded our last episode of Meteor. Correct. We adore those guys. Client of mine, friends of ours, wonderful people who have been fucking scourged by what's happened with the pandemic given that they're they are strictly a cocktail bar correct and early in the pandemic they sold hot dogs cool like they were very inventive about it of course they were delicious those guys understand flavor so well i fucking hate hot dogs i ate a hot dog 
when we did their the episode there, and I thoroughly those. enjoyed it. I don't like hot, I like old fashioned wieners. I don't like a, just a traditional hot dog. Those I guys are such geniuses. They made me like a hot dog. Basically, those guys have been shut down almost this entire time. There's so little that they're capable of doing being like a cocktail bar in, in the city of Minneapolis. If you're from here, you understand. If you're not from here, if you're not from Minnesota and the Twin Cities, you don't understand that here we can't do cocktails to go. We can't do right. even bottle cocktails to go if you're a cocktail bar. Those guys have been shut the fuck out completely. They've been yep. bricked in like the anecdote that Quan made yeah. about the, the guy being bricked in. Yeah. So these dudes are going to open very soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, they haven't told us like the precise date, but essentially this is coming out uh, the last week of it's coming out. Er, this is coming out early April or late March. They're opening early April, mm-hmm. sometime in early April. Give them all and your money. You give them do, all your money. Hey, it, you don't have to be convinced to go to Meteor. Their cocktails are otherworldly. Those guys are expert level. I've. I am obsessive about cocktails. I drink them all over the country, as do many of the people here. Splinter and I yeah. drank all the cocktails in San Diego. They had to kick us out because we, we drank their, we, their we supply. Had the, they kicked us out when we had the last mm-hmm. one. They're like, that's all the cocktails we Get had. Get out of here. And we're done. <laughs> and those guys are like uh, a, on that pure level with, with some of the best cocktail bars in the country, and they deserve your support. They're going to be full no matter what. I just want you to know so that you are certain – to go there if you have the opportunity because those guys fucking rule. That's it. Man. Shit bangs. On that note, dude, PNA Hall. Thanks for having us on. This dude. is rad. Fucking right. Did we, we do all the more? questions? We, we got the last question right we here, got, Charles. We got one more? One more question. One more one question. More. Yeah, one more. Are you doing the fifth or the third? I was one. doing the third. Okay, go. One more <laughs> question. <laughs> we'll I don't know where you're going to start. We'll figure it out. Get on the piano. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, yeah. Tidy it up. Last ep- this is the last remaining question, original question from the last episode. <laughs> and I told you guys about this when we were in my driveway smoking yep. cigars and drinking, but you may not remember because you were like, what was the last question? And I was like, well, I want to preserve it for next time. But basically, it's an easy question. It's, mm-hmm. dude, it's grilling, say, grilling season. It's, for some people, it's grilling season all the time, even in Minnesota. But like in Minnesota, it's like big time, let's fucking go mm-hmm, mm-hmm, season. It's going to be 71 degrees tomorrow. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, it's going to be 71 degrees two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> a couple days ago, it was 71 degrees. So my question is, what are you dudes hype on preparing this year, like cooking outdoors? It could be grilling, smoking. Ooh. I don't care. What are you excited about preparing? I know something we're probably both excited about. I mean, all these burgs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mean from yesterday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yesterday's burger. Pop. Killed that shit. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Josh and I do a fair amount of pig roasts. Yeah. Oh, um, hold on a second. Like the whole hog? Hold oh, on, guys. Hog. The whole hey. hog. Hey. Charles is in, absolutely in on the last one. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the, yeah. Which the, was not two years yeah. ago. Yeah, God, yeah. It seems like so long. Um, and then what I... Dude, for So real. the best part of our pig roast, and Charles was privy to this... The, it's all about fucking the pig full of all kinds of other meat, right? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, we just we loaded that motherfucker. We, so, like, the last I brought time, like thirty pounds of Kermarchek sausage. We had how many pig, how many chickens we were in that motherfucker? Kermarchek. Yeah, we we cooked Kermarchek sausage in the skull cavity. Oh, mama! With like cheek meat on it, it was insane. <laughs> we do. We usually do. This was Josh's idea. To be fair, mm. uh, the first time we did one, he's like. What if we put some chickens in it and then we restitched it back up? That's my Josh impression. Yeah, like, nailed he it. He goes like, he's like, he's literally Josh came over. <laughs> he went to the dollar store and bought like needle and thread, and he's like, I'm legit gonna stitch this bitch back up. Yeah, after yes. I put three Grab chickens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, yeah, that's the vibe, right? Like, I will cook you the greatest yeah. chicken sandwich you've ever had. Yeah. I just got to cook a whole pig to get to you. Right. <laughs> so I'll eat the pig. You eat the chicken. <laughs> so we gotta get to his question, Put that like, on my best. fucking tombstone. The, that the, is yeah, the shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eat the pig, you get the chicken. I think, like, to get to Charles's point, for, for me, for me, um, it, yeah, it's got to be about Bergs, man. We got to, dude, they're, they're dialed in. You've had it, and I think you're a kind of a burger connoisseur snob. I think, I think our burger is really good. It's exactly, it is very good. It's exactly it's, uh, where I want it to I be. I wouldn't, there, there's almost, like, of course with anything, you could make minor tweaks, but there's nothing. Yeah. That burger, the way that it's presented is precisely, I think, what you intend for it to be. And, yeah. And that's it's like, a dirty burger. Yeah. That's like the way I look at, uh, like, like beer when people when like consumers are like well i've never given above four bottle caps because there's no such thing as a perfect like the way i look at it is is, is it what is it what it's supposed to be is it what was intended are there any flaws yeah so with your burger is it any is it each of those things it very much is it's precisely what you intend there are no flaws and it is satisfying like when you have it you're like dude fuck yeah that's yeah. It's a fantastic. You, dude, it's though, a fantastic like, I, I burger. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited to. You've had it already. I really loved it. Out. Honestly, yeah, no, there but, wasn't. It but was... like, I think we can be really real. Where it's like, it's one thing where we're just excited to get something that we kind of dialed in, and I think the the probably the burger is for sure our grilled item that we've. Yeah, and I think like as the summer will progress, yeah, we we kick around a lot of ideas like what next iterations and things like that are going to look like, and oh yeah, and and I put them on private sectors uh, Instagram quite a bit, but like we did, you know, like so I make a rodeo version of it <laughs> with fried on. <laughs> Scoot the chair. Up. I'm just really excited about meats, guys. <laughs> so what, what? But like we take the burger and then we we do uh, crispy fried onions barbecue, like a, a house made barbecue. And what I love about house made barbecue is this. Every shitty fucking home cook, the first thing they tell you they can make, oh, I make a cool barbecue sauce. Dope. You know what private sectors is? Sweet baby rays, a certain amount of whiskey, a certain <laughs> amount of honey, and other shit. Like, I mean, like, yeah. we don't lie. Like, we have no mm-hmm. aspiration of grandeur what we do with it. Like, here's the deal, man. We take sweet baby rays and we fuck it full of comically expensive bottled and bond whiskey mm-hmm. that we yeah. do a barrel pick on and... That's like me bringing shit into the woods that doesn't belong. Yeah, exactly. It's like, (laughs) but you have to start with something fucking good. It's the same reason that I hate ketchup, but if you like it, fucking rad. Yep. Right? And precisely that, to that example, I love your burgers. I don't like rodeo burgers. I'll eat one. I may not like it, but it's just because it's not my style. I just, the barbecue sauce on a burger just, for me, doesn't make sense. I get that, dude. I, that makes total sense. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like barbecue sauce on almost anything. I think it's similar to like ketchup. I wouldn't put ketchup on a burger either. Yeah. I like ketchup on roasted potatoes. Ribs. I like barbecue sauce on what's that? Look at our ribs. Uh, barbecue sauce. Barbecue oh, yeah. sauce is pretty much. I don't, the, can we agree that mustard has no place on a burger? What about mustard in barbecue yellow sauce? Yellow? Mu- are you talking about yellow yeah. mustard? Because like, I'm has no place in it. I basically my barbecue sauce sounds exactly like yours, but yeah. I put mustard in it too. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that vinegary, okay. spicy yeah, tang. No, if you make like, you, no, if you're making yeah. your own barbecue sauce, I don't you do put, put yellow, yellow mustard yeah, in. Yeah, gonna, I don't put fucking yellow. yellow. We're mustard talking about on a burger, yeah. ketchup and mustard on a burger is not. That's like old. That's like '80s American style. Yeah. And there's some places still, dude. I ordered. There's a place locally here called uh, My Burger. The last time I ordered a burger from them was in like, l- fuck, like a year ago, and I forgot that they do that standard like okay. two square bottles. And when I got it, it had ketchup and mustard on. I was like, fuck. I forgot what, you. Where you at on? Where you at on? Oh man, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm divulging no, to the side here, yeah. but like pickles on the side, 
I, I do I'm, both. Yeah, I'm, I'm all the pickles, period. On I love on I'm, and with. On so and that with. is one thing that we do. We make all of our own pickles. And, you got it. Bomb. And the thing that's fucked about that is I didn't get into pickles until literally probably like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And we've had mo- most of the people that fucking get excited about our burger and shit. It's about the pickles. District yeah. 279, they trained me in with that McRib. <laughs> they, they taught me that pickles belong in shit. Were they the yeah. rib, like, ridges cut? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm we... an on and with guy. I want both. Mm-hmm. Okay. Put, yeah. put a little yes. pickle on it and then put a, some pickle on okay. the side as well. Because I People asked, talk, about, people talk like, about balance in a burger. Nope. Like, burgers aren't about balance, but a little hit of acid is nice. Well, and that's the thing. Because like, 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 you put the rabbit food on there for balance. I don't want balance. I'm eating a burger, dude. That's, like, my entire mm-hmm. daily caloric count. I don't need you to put... Yeah. One piece of butter lettuce on there to make yeah, me feel good about myself. Especially yeah. one sheet. But that's like just the acid out. makes it more. It's it's more about. It's not about balance. It's about palatability. Yep. The acid makes you able to eat more burger. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's enabling. So you. my wife has a. My wife's family has a, like a refrigerator pickles recipe. Yeah. You know, it's like onions and, and mustard seeds and yeah. vinegar and whatever. And uh, we just mandolin cucumbers. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, that's it. If you have a really unctuous, like super rich butter burger that definitely keeps your palate alive and like keeps it going so that every bite seems to be and you got that at the burger you ate last night absolutely right which is exactly why i will keep coming back oh my man (laughs) fuck this fucking guy we just had a bottle of malort come out ladies and gentlemen so charles excited about it just casually comes out with the jepson's malort Uh, it really grows on you Really <laughs> yes, All right, can I can I ask you guys your opinion on a slightly bougie cut of steak? Yeah, absolutely. So the the Denver cut or the Zebuton has be, get, mm-hmm. been getting a lot more love in the last yep. couple of years, and uh, I've never cooked one myself. I've had a few. I've I've had one that really honestly was jaw droppingly good. We didn't even I'm, answer the question, but oh, I'm, well, I, but aren't we we're still grilling? talking about we're it? Talking about grilling? Yeah, yeah. grilling. Oh, okay. That's, nope, that's cool. I was like, okay, just to be clear, we're not moving on. No, no, no. This no, no, is no, a part no. of it. No, we're talking about so, fancy steak now. So I have, a, I have, I have a, a grill appointment for one of my nearest and dearest friends uh, who, let's just say COVID has not been kind to. Sure. He's in the service industry. He lives in yep. an apartment in Uptown. Uh, he was single at the time of everything hitting, and it's just been, it's been a fucking year, you know? Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, because he kind of just ended up in our little like pod of humans and he wasn't working, we just kind of started like bringing him over for dinner just as, hey, let, sure. we're, here's some human contact. Let's yeah. all hang out. Yeah. And that's what, that's what you do for that's, the homies. That's you know? what you Look do, out man. For like, right. just, yeah. Come out. Come so, get a burger. Yeah. So because this will, this will air after his birthday, I want to ask you guys. Uh, I'm thinking about – so I was going two different ways with it. I was thinking either we could do like, you know, like a full overnight smoke on the brisket – and really go hard in the paint, which I feel like I'm pretty good at. Mm-hmm. I brisket? was thinking again. You feel you're good at brisket? I do. Okay. Brisket uh, is notoriously difficult. Oh, it's fickle as fuck. But I, yeah. I've, I've three times in a row now, I've kind of crushed it. And I feel pretty good about it after a few really rough ones. Uh, but I, I had a brisket go, you made that I enjoyed. It was all right. I, it's better now. I'll say that. Okay. But my thing was, do you guys, do you feel like doing a... I think because we've gotten so excited about all the different like giant cuts of meat that we could smoke, yeah. I have started kind of ignoring the beautiful simplicity of a steak. And I'm honestly kind of thinking about just going back and doing 
like on the smoker to 115. No, like don't a, smoke steak. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's for me. I'm, so we spent a lot, ate a lot of steak over the pandemic because a couple of years ago I got Because I like steak? <laughs> well, I like steak. But I got oh. my sous vide like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And. Oh. Man, it, there is, to me, like, my, my right now, all I'm doing is I'm making a butter compound. Yep. Um, I'll sous vide that thing to, like, 125. Ooh, cool. Or however long, whatever. You know, but always more than an hour to two hours. But then I have a um, Weber Summit. and What's that? The pellet? Is that the no, Weber it's a, it's pellet like, grill? No, it's a gas grill. Um, oh, Okay. But I also have the kettle. I'm a Weber kettle kid to the heart. Yeah, that a boy. But that's what I grew up on. Nice recovery. Yeah, all day. But <laughs> by the but way, I fucks I with pellets, the, so fuck y'all. Yeah, well, I can get the summit gas, up gas. to like an easy 550 mm-hmm. um, in a heartbeat, and that's where I just drop a compound on top of these steaks and sear them to finish and get them at like a 128 really quickly. Just beautiful carcinogens. Nice just. Mm-hmm. And my property last year um, found ramps, so I, I, I on your property on my property. Awesome! So did that a, like is... skate ramps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ollies all day. Mm-hmm. Um, Finger skate ramps. We so <laughs> I've been like going through most of the last. I just use a mixing bowl. Just compound ramp butter. Baby. Yeah. Yep. Speaking my language. Speaking my language. So all right, I guess maybe I and phrase Walton this wrong. Malden's. Salt finishing salt. So How are you going to cook it? What, so, what were you going to do? So what was literally, your plan? The, so the thought was either to get it up to 115 via sous vide or in the oven and then have the smoker fired up to 550. Yeah. And I have the plancha in there. Oh, yeah. And then do, sure. so I have a, a, basically a cacio e pepe butter, compound butter that yeah, I make. buddy. And just do a fucking dime of that and drop it on there. Now, I, w- I would see your dime and raise you two quarters. Yeah, like no, what, I meant, I meant, just no, I meant, I meant dropping a dime, yeah, like you, as in like, boop, oh, uh, this is like a log about that okay. big around. Like a, like a dime, like a thousand. A thousand dimes. But my, my thing was, at the same time, as much as I love like the steak and steakhouse culture, it, isn't it like a fucking delicious smash burger, like just as good? I feel like I've hit the point where they're different. Why I not don't both? know. Why not both? I don't yeah. know if I can do a burger and a so steak in the same I, uh, No, but I mean, like no. different strokes, different folks. A buddy of mine earlier today, and I hope he listens to this because it was a, about the dumbest thing he's ever said. Uh, a friend of mine was at Costco <laughs> and saw they have A5 Wagyu. Uh-huh. I was like, yo, are you fucking kidding? Uh-huh. And he, sh- he shot up a photo of it in his chat group. That's yeah, bonkers. Beautiful, incredibly marbled, marbled yeah. insane, fatty it. beef. A5 Wagyu is. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable! It's its own experience. It's From different Costco, than it's idea. different than eating a like a just a commodity ribeye, right? Yeah. Like a just a grain fed ribeye. Yep. Yeah. They're totally different foods. You wouldn't eat nearly as much of the wagyu. It's like a, you know, just having a little bit of wagyu. You're just like you just lean back. That's you why feel they like do you with it. That's why we wipe up wagyu fat with sushi rice up, in Chicago. Wipe up wagyu fat with sushi rice. Yeah. Yeah. So, but a boy, my buddy, another dude in the group says, uh, "Oh, hundred dollar steak. I'd rather eat tacos." And I'm like, "What the fuck does one have to do?" Yeah. Same. <laughs> like, can right. I eat tacos? Yeah. Why can not I eat, both? Yeah. Why yeah. not both? But so, yeah. like, uh, we talked on the Stephanie March episode about how, like, for me, we, look, craveable foods. Yours are tacos. Yep. Mine's are burgers, and hers were burgers. Like, if I'm like. 
on a day where I need to treat myself like shit yeah. and I'm just hungry, I always want a burger. Like, yeah. oh, give me a burger. But I don't think it ever. I don't think it ever like interferes with like the potential for a steak. Absolutely not. Or just different experiences. And I would never say yes. no to a burger, even though I love tacos. I just eat tacos mm. more per capita, like per meal. Right. Yeah. I yeah. eat tacos more often than anything else. But, but like the steak versus I burger. Fuck with burgers the, the, for sure. The, but the steak versus burger that doesn't compare. Though. For, but yeah. for yeah, but, that's why I just think they're different yeah. experiences. So my question is for the for a celebratory moment though. So for how are you going to cook it? The burger or the the steak? How are you going to do the steak? What's so the steak, your... it was either going to be in yeah. the sous vide in the oven, get it up to 115, yep. Yep. get the planches screaming at 550 on the smoker, and, and then the fuck and then literally it. do a minute on each side. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought perfect. you were saying you were going to smoke it. And nope. like, nope, yeah, the, the, smoke that a, the smoke that a grill hits a steak with during the natural process of grilling it on a charcoal mm-hmm. or hardwood surface... That's all the smoke you need because there are people who like will smoke a 1.5 inch New York, and I'm like, you don't have to be that precious about it and hit it with as much smoke as you can. You want to taste the beef. But see, that's it's like why a burger. That's burger why it, is good because it tastes like. Beef. That's why I love that Denver cut though, and the reason I'm thinking about it because I haven't cooked one myself. But the fact that it's literally like three and a half inches brick, mm-hmm. like there, it's it's yeah. so you have to get it warm enough on the outside that it hits that like. 110, 115. You do have to inside? treat it carefully unless it's, unless it's Wagyu. Because it's Abutan that you treat, you can treat that like a steak, just fucking blast it. It's American. Just we'll be fine. Yeah. What's our last right, question? But if, but What's if it's Wagyu, just blast it. We, no, what are you it. looking forward to grilling we're in it. or cooking? But like, but like uh, oh, we, we were there. Burgers for sure. Yeah. And yours is that steak. Yep. That's what I'm saying. What's you know, you? I, you know, I'm I, I have like a million things that I want to do. That's last, where I'm going. You with know, this, last like, summer. Okay, about, so yeah. Splinter specifically yes. knows. Last summer, there was two things that I was like, I'm doing these things. One was the jerk. So let me just like, say this: I'm doing, your dorky voice is a hundred percent my real voice. No, a hundred percent validated <laughs> on the jerk because, fuck, dude, that was. Fucking insane. I still As, talk about it. I yeah, I obsessed over it. Yeah. I was like highly scientific. It yeah. was like a Marvel movie about jerk chicken. And for <laughs> as dirty as we go with our burgers, mm-hmm. like Charles obsessing over the wood, the leaves, mm-hmm. and me going like, man, fuck dude, like I yeah, like I, I wanna how can I help? It's great. But like me thinking also very honestly, Charles, I'm like, God, geez, this is typical Charles. He's just going over the top. <laughs> yeah. And then you have that piece of that jerk chicken, it's like God, motherfucker, this is typical Charles. He was right, though. It was so fucking on point. I, I did the same Thank thing you. two years ago. When you that. really go... It's so good, dude. I don't... It was... Your marinated... I'm so happy. Yeah. Your marinated mine were, were very different, or like the, the spice rub, but mm-hmm. the fact that we both hit the pimento wood and the leaves... Oh, yeah, and dude. ...and the steam... Like, like, you were... That really fucking... Like, it factors into it. Like, literally, you're right. Like, getting the right wood mm-hmm. to cook it on, and I still talk about, like... It, that is honestly, Charles. That's in my top one chicken grilling experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, what do you make? Uh, Thanks, dude. I'm gonna do jerk, but you went so over the top, and I just, yeah, dude, it was fucking yeah, no, that fire. Was, I yeah, because sometimes I I just want to do something like really right, like mm-hmm. just like let's let's do it to the best of its. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that's the difference is like how hard you go. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, and so like another thing that um, I've kind of been obsessed with recently as I've found I know that not everyone is like cool with this idea but like a suckling pig like what you get in Spain mm-hmm. uh, I found a place that you you can get like the little suckling pig to be able to like roast that get it crispy skinned that whole situation and then the uh, so I did the jerk chicken so that's one thing that I really want to do 
um, and do more open pit grilling. But the other thing is I was, other than the jerk last uh, grilling season, the thing I was obsessed with doing was uh, my version of the perfect burger made it 100% from scratch. So turn my own butter Mm -hmm. with marrow in it. So make a marrow butter that I make my own buns and then brush the buns with that butter and then griddle those buns. I have my own proprietary beef blend that I make, which I have 40 pounds of meat at my house ready to grind in the freezer that I have in my my garage. So I'm going to grind that fresh. Uh, I'm going to use my own hot sauce, my own hot sauce and my own mayonnaise or aioli, whatever you want to call it, to make a slightly spicy aioli. And then I make my own cheese sauce, which is like a chunky cheese sauce. So it melts like a slice of American cheese, but isn't. It's basically like what some restaurants around here do that nobody realizes. It's not really a slice. It's like actual like gunky cheese, but it gets hot and melts super fast. And then a couple of other elements. My own pickles go on it. My own pickled shallots go on it. But like I've wanted to do this for a long time, but it's like a hilarious amount of work. Mm. I just want to make a burger that's... I can't do it. I'm going to try. I can't, but I want to make a burger that's as good as the burger at Al Cheval. Mm-hmm. Like, Splinter was saying about like, this crazy idea of like oh, yeah. making every element of the burger and like obsessively like making like yep. as close mm-hmm. to a perfect burger as possible we, uh, with making every fucking element possible. Jenny so I have t- to do that. We took ASAP. a stab at that last summer. We did everything. She made the buns. Uh, I did the, I ground the meat myself. Uh, I did use uh, butter from a friend's dairy. So they made the butter. Yeah. But then I made uh, like uh, basically, I, I cured bacon and then made, a, made, basically made a whiskey bacon jam. And then that was the condiment mm. that went on it. Okay. Yeah. And then did fried awesome. onions. Yeah. And so that was like, again, part of it was just the, the amount of work that had gone into it. I'm sure I loved it more. But that was that was fucking incredible. I mean, you got to really know where the how the sausage is made, right? Like, yeah. like they say, and when you can get into that grinder, it's an it's an arduous process. Oh like yeah, grinding meat mm-hmm. for sure. Like that that is. I use a KitchenAid grinder. It takes like a year oh, yeah. to like use. We uh, yeah batch Jesus. by batch. Yeah. By yeah. batch. Yeah. We use the highest. Um, we actually have four commercial kitchens we work out of right now, mm-hmm. and they all have um, one for every Blackstone. Correct. And then what we do is we actually have a Hobart. Roughly the size of PNA Hall. Here. Oh yeah, so, yeah. You just fire a pound Stand on top, and they disintegrate. Yeah, no, but yeah, hello, dude. Hello. When we do these pop-ups, it is so arduous to you know, mm-hmm. like we're saying, there's a shitload of butter in these, and we're freezing butter and shaving it and grinding. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. It's a fucking thing. So yeah, well, God, are, yeah. That's the thing. Burgers are deceptively simple. Yep. A good steak is deceptively simple. It's a theme that comes up on the show a lot is like all the best foods seem like they're so easy to do, mm-hmm. but you got to really pay attention yeah. to the details 100%. or you'll shit your pants. Yeah. Well, God damn it. This has been so fucking wonderful. We collectively in the last seven plus days have spent four hours talking <laughs> we did and it. I still want to fucking hang out we and talk it. more. We yeah. did it. I can't believe this is a weekly thing that we just do now. Yeah, no, we, we couldn't. We couldn't be happier. Uh, the weekly so crossover, much. aka yeah. the Allen Iverson. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that being said, we do uh, we do want to extend an offer for you guys to come on our show too. You fucking know. Well, certainly. Yeah, home and away, baby. Gladly, yeah. gladly worth the Uber, and I'll take video the whole time just so that I can keep it up. <laughs> Let's go. Cheers, guys. All right. Let's Cheers. try Jepsons, huh? My lords, baby. For those out there that are listening that are local, please, please, please go out and support Meteor. 
buy their cocktails to go. They're going to be reopening very soon. Please go hit that up. Uh, if you're looking for anything that you want to throw an event at that is incredibly safe and incredibly beautiful, uh, the acoustics alone in this room make you want to come here. But the old school wood, the old school charm, the fact that it's in northeast Minneapolis, and it's incredibly affordable, please hit up the, the P&A Hall. Yes. Uh, if you're irritated at me specifically because of my lack of professionalism and the fact that I deleted our last episode, <laughs> please hit me up and make fun of me. Uh, I'm Kwaminist or the Kwaminist on the socials. Uh, but how about you guys, man? Shout yeah. out to what you're up to. Uh, thanks so much, guys, for letting us come out and hang out here. By the way, also, we can say the St. Paul guys, the fucking P&A. This yeah, is, super we're going to throw a party here for sure. Yeah, damn right. Um, at Private Sector Media on Instagram. You can get at me at BK Splinter. Um, my name is Brett Splinter. With me, as always, is... Joshua Joseph. Holla. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, Mr. Charles Wide, how do they find you? It came from the sea on Instagram. Uh, and then as far as the, the podcast goes, uh, you can find us on all the different channels. Uh, suggest it to your friends. Please give it a subscribe. Give it us a, a review. Give us a, a five-star. Everything that you guys do, it really makes a difference to the point where we've gotten analytics back from Apple. Like, Charles, you can speak to this. Like, it's making a difference. Yeah, I, we're pleased with our performance, and we just hope to keep growing. We're having fun doing this shit, so, uh, yeah, keep, keep listening. <laughs> Woo! Thanks, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time.